7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hi, everybody. <laughs> I hope the Civil War went and Civil War II went well for everyone. Of course, welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining us, as always, on the program is the one and only Rain from Four Freedoms blog. Hello there, Rain. Hi. I just need you to know that here, the Civil War in D.C., we were in deep state. Nobody Ooh. even knew. They didn't even know what we were doing. And you know what happened? What's that? Scott Pruitt resigned. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should play that for poor Pruitt. And, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Did you hear about Scott Pruitt uh, resigning? Uh, no, what did he do? <laughs> oh, there it, is. there it is, everybody. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that brings us to how it was covered on Fox News, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so Scott Pruitt embattled uh, head of the EPA after you know, well, you know, all is. I think my chair is breaking, guys. I think my chair is breaking. Can Scott Pruitt even get me a used one from Trump Hotels? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so after, you know, scamming, uh, we, the American taxpayers for, you know, uh, months and months and months and, you know, sending out to his, uh, uh, treating his staffers like servants to go find him lotion, um, expensive lotion and trying to find used mattresses for some creepy reason. And, uh, didn't he, he flew first class and did did he charter an actual plane at one point too for something yes i mean yeah. something like that mm-hmm. yes I mean, <clears throat> you didn't mention the phone booth the bulletproof desk the, what about the pants the tw- oh yeah yeah the uh the uh they what were they the um i can't even remember tactical pants tactical pants tactical pants and oh. polos and polos Oh, okay. Polos. Tactical polos as well. And him trying to yes. find his wife a job at Chick Fil A. Oh yeah, well, or finding was, finding I, her a Chick Fil A. Which, I think at this point we knew he was going. He knew he was going to be out of a job. He's like, babe, you got to get you got to get to work. Yeah, this yeah. The same thing ain't work. working out. Get yourself a Chick Fil A job. So, Pruitt, this just happened. This happened yesterday, right? Yes. <laughs> yes doesn't it seem like it happened like weeks ago God yeah damn it, this yeah seems like it should have happened no months ago but oh yeah, yeah exactly 
Well, uh, but you know, he, maybe he was like LBJ ordering pants. Uh, Mr. Hager? Yes, this is Joe Hager. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, is your father the one that uh, makes uh, clothes? Yes, sir. We're all together. You all made me some real lightweight slacks. Uh, uh, he just made up on his own, sent to me three or four months ago. It's a kind of a light brown and a light green, rather soft green and soft brown. Yep. All right. <laughs> That's a really long clip. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You can't, can't forget that he also, he also wanted bulletproof seat covers. It does. Are his charts that powerful? I don't know. I mean, there's so many things. I, that's that's a powerful chart. <laughs> Hit me with your best chart. Uh, no. He also wanted uh, them to put the sirens on to get him to his favorite restaurant quicker. Uh, yes. Yeah. Twenty-four-seven yeah. oh, so, security. So now that Pinkertons or something. Yeah. It, it, so now that we have all that information, and of course, you know, well, of course, he needed the bulletproof seat covers to protect. My you know, uh, And uh, sorry, LBJ, to to do this, but you shouldn't have talked about pants in your bunghole. Um, but yeah. So um, Pruitt, uh, we we've told you about all this stuff. When this, you've heard about this stuff, you know. In case you haven't, you know, he, he's been a sleazeball. He's been. A crooked criminal. In case you're a Fox News viewer, these are some things you should know. He was fleecing you. And uh, just like all the other Trump cultists, he was just much more egregious about it. So this took Trace Gallagher on Fox News by quite a bit of surprise. I think Trace Gallagher is filling in for Shep Smith. But this is this is how he reported on it when the, when the news broke. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, how do you how do you break news on Fox News? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> anyway, this is how it went down. Oh my gosh! Uh, hold on, Henry. Thank you so much. We're getting some breaking news right now. Apparently, uh, the EPA head Scott Pruitt has now. I'm sorry. He has resigned. Trump just tweeted he is out. So that's all we have right now. We know, of course, that he's been embroiled in controversy for several months now about his expenses, about this condo that he rented in D.C. It was just about four four days ago that someone walked up to him in a restaurant and said that he should resign. They challenged him. He actually got up and left that restaurant. And now the president has just tweeted seconds ago. We're still waiting for that tweet. That, that Scott Pruitt has, in <laughs> fact, resigned is the information we are getting. The pressure has been immense uh, against him and for his handling of certain, of certain deals, as well as his handling of expenses. Scott Pruitt, the EPA chief, has now resigned. We are still waiting for more information about this. When we get it, we will bring it to you. <laughs> and Joe, you had a comment on that part of it. <laughs> More information? <laughs> you need more information? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up! You got everything Fucking you need. You've been living in. Oh my, in oh my god! The last six months. Gee, more information? Yeah, I got some more information for you, Mister. Uh, oh my gosh! Here it is. Fuck! <laughs> Oh my gosh! Did you guys did you guys hear the part where he's like, um, the president tweeted? Wait, we're getting more information about that tweet. 
Uh, yeah, you need more information about a tweet. So no, he kind of he kind of made it sound like he saw a tweet from Donis, mm-hmm. but it didn't happen yet. Oh really? I, this I didn't know. Yeah, it, it was it was in that clip. It was in that clip. Well, no, I know I, I know he said it, but I didn't know that the timeline that the tweet hadn't come out yet. So that's interesting. These people. Uh, but it does not <laughs> surprise me because it is Fox News. And that so. was yesterday. And on July 4th, we should note that Scott Pruitt was actually at the July 4th festivities at the White House. Oh, fun. So, what a fun uh, time for him! <laughs> I, I just I find I find that strange. I find that strange because I don't think that Dotus wanted him to quit. Oh, I don't I, think, I think he did that, either. I think that somebody somebody else said he's got to go. He has to go. Maybe it was Jared. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I, everyone. I don't think so. I mean, I think so, we can all agree he was fired. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was fired. Uh, definitely. I mean, he Trump wanted him. He just wanted him to play, do, you know, play dirty on the DL. You know, he didn't want him to be yeah. so blatant. You know, I mean, it'd be a little more uh, discreet, like Trump does when he flies down to Mara shitbag and um, Mara shithole. That's what we should call it, Mara shithole, since mm. he he made the shithole countries remark. Um, you know, uh, he goes down there and does his golf thing, and you know, it, it, you know, it's like, oh, well, we call it the Winter White House. There's a reason we do this, you know. So it, it, it yeah. even, you know, even the Trump cult wasn't dumb enough to fall for what Pruitt was doing, you know. The probably, you know, there's probably some bubba out there saying, hey, we want what kind of lotion again? I'll give him <laughs> some bag balm. He comes to the farm. So <laughs> they got that. Uh, say that stuff they use on the hooves of the horses really works well. Sure, sure. I don't know it what does. that's called, but I know bag balm. You use that on uh, on cow and goat udders. Yes, keeps them nice and yes. soft. Keeps them from cracking. So <laughs> they call it hoof balm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's gone. He's gone. He's, now yeah. I want the rest of the media to cover the other cabinet members, the way that they covered Scott Pruitt, because I don't think any of them were less corrupt than he is. No, and in, in his replacement now is a coal lobbyist. Yeah, he's just as bad. How, how fucked I, up? I saw, I saw a tweet that said that they expect him to show some kind of integrity in the office. Oh. Which means nothing to me except he's just not going to show his corruption so blatantly as Pruitt. No, he'll just have a... Agree? No, I I think he will show some integrity. I think he'll have his collection of integrity CDs, the old uh, Cleveland hardcore band, and he'll show those to everybody and say, see, here's my integrity, and then he'll put it away in a drawer. (laughs) Sorry, that's a dumb joke. Uh, Integrity was a a hardcore band from Cleveland in the 80s. Um, But, but yeah, you know, uh, yeah, no integrity. No integrity whatsoever. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a coal guy. I mean... He's just it's as insane. bad. I, yeah. I didn't expect the replacement to be any better. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. No Trump cultist is any better than another. They're all dirty. I can. I mean, because can can either of you think of any anybody who Trump has appointed to a cabinet position or a staff 
level job or anything who isn't a dirtbag? Because I sure can't. Rasmussen. Uh, Rasmussen? The, the Mad Monk. Oh, a Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin is the pollster. Oh. I was like, did he hire? <laughs> That's who I meant. What? Yeah, <laughs> the Rasputin pull. So, <laughs> the Rasputin pull actually is a pull with a human head on it. So, actually, I think of it that way. When I see Rasputin says he has like a sixty percent approval rate. I think probably, probably Rasputin thinks that, but not Rasputin. Rasputin, the Mad Monk. Um, <laughs> that's funny um so um uh yeah you know so and, and now and, and we're we're probably going to revisit this um but i i and i gotta we got we gotta get some audio here but we, we since we're talking about staffers right now um we need to talk about uh, bill shine and his wife Oh. Art- articles from Mediaite. Bill Shine's wife, Darla, complained she couldn't use N-word and spread conspiracy theories about blacks. The wife of Bill Shine, former Fox News uh, co-president who just joined the Trump administration as White House Corps uh, Communications Chief, has a lengthy history of defending racists, promoting unfounded anti-vaccination conspiracies, conspiracies writing about Islamic insanity, in quotes, and making racially charged remarks on her social media pages. Darla Shine made these remarks primarily on her Twitter account, at Darla Shine, which was deleted as soon as the White House announced her husband was officially joining the Trump administration. But not before Mediaite took screenshots. Thank you, Mediaite. We'll give you a little uh, little thing for that. Good job. And... Uh, yep. On her personal website, Shine, who, like her husband, did not respond to requests for comment, says she got her start in media by working as a TV reporter and producer. After giving birth to her first child, that site asserts she opted to leave the office and become a stay-at-home mom while her husband, Bill Shine, stayed in the news industry. She eventually jumped back into media, according to the book Happy Housewives in 2005, and starting a blog called Darla Shine's Happy Housewives Club. On this shite... Shite? I mixed up shine, shine and sight, and now it's shite. You were correct. Yes, and... Yeah, shite... Uh, advocated for stay-at-home moms who she claims were the mo- are the most disrespected people in America. Oh my uh, God. That's 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 a really cool story. It's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Is it, can I hear it again? Do you have time? Um, uh, and she says, "I am proof that housewives don't lose their brain or dreams after they give birth." It sounds like you're being shitty to housewives right there by saying that, because nobody's ever said that, uh, except conservatives. Darla Shine wrote uh, on the About page of her blog, the days of the housewife hag image are over. There's never been a housewife hag image. Thank you. I want to know where did this come from? Where did this come from? Where? Where? Yeah. Uh, I'm a little defensive about this because... um, yeah, it was it was kind of in the eighties and nineties when a lot of women went to work. Yeah, and that was that was during the time. It was during the time when you know there was sort of a mini revolution of women wanting to go out there and make sure that they own you know they earned their own paycheck and they contributed to. <clears throat> let me 
well themselves if they weren't married i'm just gonna be honest i'm just gonna say this usually this kind of resentment usually because i've seen it before this kind of resentment usually comes from women who are housewives that never wanted to be housewives in the first place so they have this really knee-jerk guttural reaction to in victim complex and they need to make themselves seem like they're some kind of fucking superhero where they're doing the same thing millions of americans are doing millions of american women and they're stay-at-home fathers too so don't give me this yes. shit you know don't act like you're, you're you're some kind of shining example because you know you're angry about it and stay home and make racist fucking posts i, I can tell you from from as a non-parent okay and yeah. i'm also somebody who doesn't have you know I, I don't have a career at this point or whatever i have a lot of friends who are parents and they go to work they would love to be a stay-at-home parent they would yeah but they but they they can't for any yes. number of reasons you know because they want to they want to you know maintain their their lifestyle which is fine mm-hmm. or they have to maintain their lifestyle but yeah. I don't know any working woman, period, and I am quoting Sean Spicer, period, who has ever said that stay-at-home mothers are, are, are would she say, hags? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. That's bullshit. Yeah. She created an argument out of pure straw, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so she, uh, but she continued, um, and let me let me get through a little bit more of this. Uh, her Twitter account, Facebook page, and podcast all focus on this brand of traditionalist and very public mommy blogging, but she doesn't stay confined to that topic. At a glance, Shine's online habits appear to be no different than uh, uh, than those of many conservative uh, baby American baby boomers. She uses her Twitter account to complain about what's on cable news, reality TV, as well as moan about society going downhill because of millennials. Shine's Twitter habits even mimic the uh, Fat Donnies at times. I, I put that in there. Uh, wow, Vanity Fair loser at Kirk, Kurt Eichenwald on Am Joy just called Americans dumb and said Trump-Russia story was worse than 9-11. Loser. Hashtag MAGA, she tweeted in late 2017. Like Trump, Shine also regularly attacks CNN in her posts. So, yeah, so I'm not going to read those, but I, I'm going to get to some of her uh, screen caps here. Uh, I'm not gonna say the N word where she uses it, but and I'm, and if I, I might censor myself on other things, uh, she tweeted at one point, um, one out of ten black boys has aut- autism exclamation point. Um, and she also tweeted, when are the black celebrities, sports stars, musicians? Oh no, where are the black celebrities, sports stars, musicians? Why rent? She didn't spell aren't right. They speaking out tonight against blacks targeting it and murdering cops. Hmm. Uh, comical to see these over uh, these overpaid uh, overpaid is one word, sweetie. Uh, overpaid black. Uh, <laughs> I'm like overpaid overpaid um, overpaid black stars. Uh, uh, sports stars give Black Lives Matters speech at ESPYS. Um, and she basically went after LeBron James. She tweeted out a picture, 
uh, and it said, it, and it has a picture. It says on one half it says Rome two thousand years ago, and it shows like columns and you know Colosseum and stuff like that, and and then it says Africa now, and it shows some huts. Um, yeah, you know, and, you know what city fell? Rome. Yeah, if white chicks can't perm their hair, black chicks can't go blonde. Um. White woman beat by black couple for being in the wrong neighborhood. Black teens kill white hubby. Where's Black Lives Matters? Um, and then she says, just singing one of my jams, Gold Digger by Kanye West, when I realized if I sing along to the to the verse, broke N-word, I might be racist. She used the whole word. So yeah, you actually, yeah, you're racist. We've established that before we even got to this part, dear. Um, so yeah, those, those were in, in, uh, there's a section here. This is a long article, everybody. There's a section where she's defending racists. Um, yeah. And she says, yes, yes. Let's blame the Confederate flag instead of big pharma and psych, uh, psychiatric violence inducing drug, drug suboxone Dylan Roof was taking. What does that even mean? Nothing. It was around that point when I was like, I, I, this is just, because I, in our it's, in our chat, I do try to read theory. these articles. Yeah, this woman is a white nationalist who believes in conspiracy theories. She mm-hmm. she's a white nationalist. Oh, most definitely, she she's a white supremacist. She said, okay. in, yes, in yes. response, in I response, know we that in response words. to Roseanne, um, she said, wondering what it was that set off. ABC execs, the ape comment or the Muslim Brotherhood comment. Hashtag Roseanne. Um, Islamic insanity. And she she goes. Just to, it, it's important to remind people this is the wife mm-hmm. of the new director of communications and assistant to John Kelly. Yes. In the White House. Yes. Like when John Kelly leaves, Shine is going to take his job. Yeah. And she had a she went off on a, a rampage. Uh, stop glorifying whores. Uh, repeatedly calling Monica Lewinsky a whore and also Stormy Daniels. Uh, and she she this is what she said. How is a one night stand between a rich married man and a whore news? I still don't under- understand what the Stormy Daniels story is. A whore has sex with an older rich man and takes money for it. Oldest story in the books. The confusion lies in men saying they can grab women by the pussy and the whores like Stormy Daniel who sleep with men to try and get on TV. If you support a woman who will fuck a married man for a job, how can you be offended by a dirty comment? Yeah, you know what? That biatch needs to get real with something. It's the President of the United States she's talking about and that makes all the difference in the world because we're supposed to have some moral authority with the person who sits in that office mm-hmm. on Pennsylvania Avenue. Might and I say, he, too, that the uh, Stormy Daniels does what she does voluntarily and sensually. Yes. And, and legally, uh, legally, too. And legally. And uh, what he did to women is a crime. Yes. Yeah. Stormy Daniels is That's not a difference. whore. That's the difference. That's the I, difference. I, she the difference is one's a crime and one's not. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, this woman. And it wasn't he, what he said. It's what he said he did. Yes, he admitted yeah. to it. 
so so yeah there's more you feel free to peruse the article uh, as you will i'm sure more information is going to come out on this uh, but this woman she is a she is a white supremacist um and who is married um, to the deputy chief of staff in the white house and, and i mean tell me all right just just tell me this right now usually usually if two spouses are conservative their views are pretty much in line with one another. And we know Fox News's history of racism, too. In the way, I mean, what she was saying about Black Lives Matters is what's said all the time on Fox News by everybody else. You know? I mean, and, and by the way, I found out, too, uh, I, th- I think I uh, read somewhere that her best friend, her BFF, Sean Hannity's wife. Wow. How about that? Shine was one of his producers or but you know, you could say that you could say the same about two liberals. Yeah. You know, I mean Bob and I we might disagree on certain little small minor things, but generally, you know, here we are. We agree on the big things. I I have I have no doubt in my mind that Bill Shine is like, Yep, you go out there and say your piece, baby. Yeah, this isn't uh, uh, Mary Maitland and um, James Carville going on here. You that's know, an unusual couple. That really yeah. is. That's not a unique. That that's a you know. That's not a common thing. Um, Bill Shine got let go from Fox because he covered up sexual harassment. Yes. Yep. I, this is just this is like toxic dysfunction to me. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to hear Sean Hannity's announcement that Bill Shine was going to be the uh, communications director? Did you hear that? No, no, I didn't. No, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. off. Well, no, you know, well, uh. he goes on the air on his show the other night. Says that source his sources inside the White House tells him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know um, that uh, Shine was going to be communications director he says don't ask me how i know this oh come on yes he says because quite frankly it's none of your damn business he told his audience he really said none of your damn business yes wow yeah i mean i I thought it was wow i know how you know let me see and then um but to tell your audience it's none of your damn business how I know. That's re- yeah, that part is really kind of amazing. Well, it's really weird. Yeah. Because, you know, normally, I guess Fox News, we've got breaking news tonight. Our sources tell us. Mm-hmm. You know. My, my source is in the White House. Yeah, and, you he know, said, he should. Don't uh, me. You know, he worships. He worships Mark Levin, so maybe he should take Mark Levin's advice. You should show respect to your audience. Yeah. yeah Um, yeah he should but he says it's none of your damn business what a nice guy i'm I'm really i'm really surprised at that i really am that hannity's fun at parties um so (laughs) anyway we're gonna run to the break because we got uh it is fun if you share scott pruitt's lotion oh yeah there you go uh but yeah we're gonna we're gonna hit the break um and uh, when we come back, uh, as much as uh, 
I'm sure you probably don't want to hear it. We're going to listen to uh, some of Trump from his uh, white nationalist rally last night. And I'm telling you what, man. I'm telling you what. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking, and I'm trying to find a find a song. Um, here we go. Yeah, because it's summer and it's been crazy, crazy nights last summer by Hairwolf live at WRUW. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go ahead and run to the break, and we'll be right back. And of course, Bobber will be joining us in hour three. Uh, but when we come back, you'll uh, have some very short Trump clips. But we're gonna have a lot of things to say about them. Uh, so, uh, here we go. Breaky wakey. We'll be right back right after this. Now that you've become acquainted with the enlightened turn up the night with Kenny pick system in contrast to the outdated capitalistic way of life, you are now prepared for the next step of your indoctrination, which will be most difficult. Oh, this next song is sung by Rooney. It's called Sea Monkeys. No, it's not. No, it's called Crazy Nights Last Summer. It's sung by me. Sang by Rooney. Never mind. I can remember. We'll do it live. Crazy Nights Last Summer. Drive 
Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've worse. it's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And this is funny. I have to mention this real quick before we uh, move along. But Kat said, be back shortly. Jeopardy with the folks uh, time. And that reminded me of a story I saw today over on Mediaite by Joseph Wolfson. And uh, the headline is, none of these Jeopardy contestants were able to correctly answer this easy Mueller probe clue. (laughs) And the question was, in 2017, this ex-national security advisor pled guilty to lying to the FBI. The first contestant uh, said, uh, uh, Suzanne said, who is Kelly? (laughs) (laughs) The second second one, uh, Steve, said, who is Gorka? <laughs> so I love this because they just, they're just like, well, they're all criminals, right? Uh, I just can't remember which one played guilty. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Who is Gorka? Good one. I, yeah, I, I will. You know, I'm going to give them both an amen for the the uh, the great answers, actually, because you know that. Uh, amen. You know. Amen. 
it, it, it's like pin the tail on the criminal around there, you know? I mean, it's the easiest <laughs> game ever. Uh, so it's hard to could be anybody. Could be anybody. Just put them all, you know, put all the names in a hat and draw one. Um, you know, the chances are good. So anyway, uh, I thought that was exceptionally hilarious. Some guy, some guy in the comment section was like, "Oh, th that just shows that the loony libs aren't able to brainwash everybody in in the country. These intelligent people." And it's like, no, no, it, it just goes to show that that they just think they're all criminals. No, it, it was it, it's true that 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 happened. So, but anyway, welcome back, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington D.C. You know. And, my uh, hand and my forehead are having a moment. Uh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> when I saw that, I, yeah. I, I you took a much more positive spin on it. I yeah. saw it and felt like, okay, are we the only ones paying attention? Because that was a pretty easy I, I, answer. I, I, it, was, it was a very easy answer. You know, I, I would have loved yeah. to have been watching when that happened. Because, you know, I would have been like, oh, Flint. You know. But um, I, yeah. I do. I, your take makes me feel a lot more hopeful. <laughs> I, 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 well, they knew the names of a couple guys in the cabinet who aren't, you know, just the most pedestrian people. That's I mean, true. if That's they, true. I if didn't they, think of it like that. If they yeah. said uh, Jeff Sessions, you know, I mean, even Jeff Sessions, you know, I mean, they, they could have said Kushner or Ivanka or something like that. I guess I can't even think who, who the most pedestrian people from the Trump administration would be. Kellyanne Conway, maybe. I don't know. Sean Spicer. Um, so anyway, it's uh, you know, welcome back, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, oh. <laughs> the Electric City. Hi, Electric oh. City here. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's surprising that. That people, do you know what you have to do to get on that show, to begin with? I mean, the Clearly selection. You don't have to know who Flynn is. Well, <laughs> my I had, I had a friend who who qualified for the show. Mm -hmm. they, they they came to Scranton. Um, the the show came to Scranton. They they give you a test. It's almost like a, 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 a SAT test on steroids. All right. Okay, and it, it, it's. For, he said one of the questions was to, to, there was like this uh, obscure Chinese dialect he had to identify. I mean, it was that difficult. Yeah. And um, well, I guess what I'm getting at is how how the hell do you pass a test? I know these people pass have to pass this test, and then they go to a another round mm -hmm. of tests in New yeah. York. How the hell do they get through that? And what my friend described was was a brutal, I mean, uh, testing, and not know who Mike Flynn is. Oh, my when God. You know, yeah, when you know, like, some obscure dialect of Mandarin, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe it was fresh. I mean, you know, you're on national TV. It's, well, it could be pressure. I'm yeah, but you know, you. that's one of the tests. That's one of the tests that, that you take this written test to begin with, to be screened, okay? And you have to be almost a genius to, to, to pass it. And then you pass it, and then they give you this test live in a studio in front I'm, of an audience. I, I, I'm that's, telling it's, you. It's, I, think, I think my theory on this is the best because I think that these are smart people and they're just like and they probably they probably check out on a lot of it because they just are like I'm not paying attention to these crooks 
Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, I did not look at it the way Kenny was looking at it, Joe. But the fact mm-hmm. that they mentioned Gorka, <laughs> yeah, I, I did not look at it from that point of view. I mean, I originally was like, "Oh, come on, man, you're not, aren't you paying attention to anything?" But I didn't think about the Gorka aspect. So, bunch of evil yeah, white dudes, be, you know? Yeah, they must be paying attention to something if yeah. they knew Gorka. Oh yeah, I mean Flynn's, Flynn's a much higher higher profile than Gorka. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, we 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 gotta we gotta uh, move along here. But yes, oh my gosh, they should have known that. Oh my gosh. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, the the buzzer ran out for the third person, and he said. Fuck! <laughs> Lost that thousand. Thanks, Alex. Um, so, uh, here we go. This is, um, uh, Trump from his, uh, latest Klan rally last night. Where, where was he last night? Was it Montana? Something like yeah, that? Mon- Monta- yeah, Montana. So, uh, this is, uh, he decided to, uh, he's, he's slamming, um, the elderly and infirmed now, everybody, and people in his own party, you know, not just John McCain anymore. Of course, he did trash john mccain last night i didn't get that audio but we don't need to hear him do that again um but he went after george hw bush's thousand points of light which you know i you know don't get me wrong i'm no defender of george hw bush i think he was a terrible fucking president and there's a reason why he only served one term um but you know his thousand points of light thing at least it was a kind of a positive thing in his campaign because he was actually talking about you know community organizations yeah and you know being of service to your country and i i knew what that was about you know it's not you know and and back in the day when he was president i was you know i was really young and i was just like whatever you and your thousand points of light shut up you know but trump is still like that (laughs) <laughs> you know and that's what last night the, he's acting like a petulant teenager about george hw bush who's 90 something years old just lost his wife to parkinson's has had all kinds of health problems and here is here's you know petulant teen trump i'm assuming stopping at hot topic as soon as the rally was over to pick up you know an edgy t-shirt um, you know, uh, here you go. We are finally putting America first. We're putting America first. You know, all the rhetoric you see here, the Bullshit. thousand points of light. What the hell was that, by the way? Thousand points of light. What did that mean? Does anyone know? I know one thing. Make America great again, we understand. Putting America first, we understand. Thousand points of light. I never quite got that one. I'm trying to say, what the hell is that? Has anyone ever figured that one out? And it was put up by a Republican, wasn't Here's the thing. I know what Make America Great Again and America First is all about and how it differentiates from A Thousand Points of Light. And that is A Thousand Points of Light wasn't about white supremacy and white nationalism. No, it was about it was about mobilizing nonprofit organizations, like you said, to do community service and to promote social justice. It was a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's still to this day, it's a fucking nonprofit organization called yeah. Points of Light. It's you know, it's like President Obama's Day of Service. My God, I have a twitch behind my eye. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that'll do it. Too. Yeah, the thing is, is that Trump knows exactly what thousand points of light is. I don't think he does. I really don't think he does. Okay. I think I think that he but basically what he was saying is like, look, I'm smart. Everybody understands what I'm talking about. But look at all these stupid Republicans that came before me. I'm smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Fredo. Yeah, you know, you, I mean, like, you do a good Fredo. I got, no, I got to say, <laughs> thank you. You do and a great Fredo. I got to see, I got to see some Fredo so I can maybe refine that a little bit. Oh, um, you got to get the scene. I'm smart. I'm smart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so again, making fun of elderly and infirmed and recently widowed senior statesman of his party. And again, I am not ah. defending George H.W. Bush because he was a terrible, terrible president. He got elected by using racist tactics against Dukakis with the Willie Horton thing. You know, it, he was, he, he was you know, he didn't do anything to progress, you know, the conversa- the national conversation on, you know, uh, fixing race, race relations in this country or income inequality. You know, he was a warmonger. I get it, you know, I understand I'm not defending him, but he's not in my party. And let me tell you something. The thousand points of light comment, you know he stole that. I think he stole I, that I, from Saturday Night Live. Oh. Nineteen eighty eight. They did Saturday Night Live did a a parody of John Lovitz and and, and, and Dana Carvey. Mm-hmm. Playing H. W. Bush and John Lovitz playing the caucus, and there was one point in in the in the skit when Carvey goes off on a, th- a thousand points of light and everything, and John Lovitz just turns to the camera and says, "What the hell is he talking about? How could I be losing to this guy?" Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know. So, so Trump even stole that whole. He stole. He stole the whole joke. From Saturday Night Live. That's insane. And don't tell me he doesn't watch Saturday Night Live. It was a famous, it was one of their classic uh, skits. Yeah. When John Lovitz turns to the camera, he goes, "What the hell is he talking about? How could I be losing?" Wow, to this guy? astute <laughs> observation there, Joe. I I didn't remember that, but now I do remember the sketch. I do remember that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So there you go. Um and um. I, I mean, he did he did turn it into a foundation. We don't have yeah. to like, you know, George H.W. Bush. We don't. But I, I got to tell you, I, I don't want to take away from the fact that he did create the thousand or the points of life foundation. Sure. And that was the thing that I took away when Trump was sitting there saying, thousand points of life. What is he talking about? He is literally mocking, not just a very old man who is not going to be among the taking oxygen very long. He's also mocking charitable organizations yes that that was my take from that oh sure well yeah he was he he mocks anything just to get a laugh you know he's just he's just an attention seeker like it's so bad Mm -hmm. like like adore me adore me Yeah, yeah but in the meantime he hurts he really does he really hurts you know organizations that are out there trying to do good I think that you're completely right about that, Joe. I will not disagree with you on that. But, you know, all of the, the people that were at that rally last night that have the internet, 
you know, that might have broadband yeah. and don't have to dial up. Mm. They they probably went home either last night or this morning. We're like, I'm going to look up points of light, and they're going to villainize it. Yeah, they're going to you know they're they're going to yeah, go do understand. a Google search. So, yeah. You know, I I really do get what you're saying, but I think the thing that I'm trying to say to the to the larger issue is that his supporters will now villainize really good organizations yes we're trying absolutely. to help make the world a better place mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely that's what white nationalists do white supremacists um uh, so yeah. um so anyway um we, we got to get to the next one because we still have two more we still have two more this uh this is the next one uh sweating to the oldies uh trashing elizabeth warren and now has wow uh um and and also uh takes a swipe at a movement uh that stemmed largely from his horrible behavior towards women they always want me to apologize for saying it let's say i'm debating pocahontas right i promise you i'll do this i will take you know those little kits they sell on television for two dollars learn your heritage we will take that little kit and say but we have to do it gently because we're in the Me Too generation, so we have to be very gentle. <laughs> and we will very gently take that kit and we will slowly toss it, hoping it doesn't hit her and injure her arm. Do you hear the people cackling in the background about the Me Too generation? It's not a generation. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's generations of women who are finally confident to, to tell their stories about sexual abuse about mental abuse about physical abuse it's and and guess and guess what trump is you know trump and harvey weinstein you're the fucking poster boys that caused this movement to to start up Mm -hmm. exactly you're you're fucking you know public enemy number one right next to uh weinstein fucking dirtbag and you're gonna make jokes about it Mm -hmm. he didn't just make a joke about it though he also took advantage of a sitting senator yeah i'm so angry i'm so angry about this this one i'm really angry about i am too Um, because the the you know the whole thing about her heritage and whatnot you know that's her fucking business and she didn't yes. use she didn't use that whole application thing or whatever for for any kind of benefit whatsoever, and you know, in yeah. much like her, I still haven't I I've never done the DNA thing, but you know what, I I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, Kenny Pick Senior is pretty confident on it, but he you know I've been told my entire life that I'm part Cherokee, but I don't know that for sure yet. I don't know that for sure yet. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. The, the the aside from it, aside from him going after after Senator Warren, the bigger issue to me, and there is a bigger issue to me about this. He went after a sitting senator's DNA. And and the invisible thing that he was trying to tell those people there was her genetics aren't pure enough. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I haven't I heard see. anybody else say that, but that was my takeaway from it, you know, where she she said that, you know, she might be part Native American. And 
I, I think she might have walked it back, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if she is or she is not. What he is saying is that her genetics are not pure enough for him yeah. or for the Make America Great movement. And that, to me, is really disturbing. And not just that, but he totally diminished every victim in the Me Too movement by implying, by, by saying, because Elizabeth Warren is a supporter of Me Too, but she has never said that she has been a victim of abuse. She's a supporter in, in by saying, oh, if you toss a little cardboard box at somebody's arm, that's the same exact thing as, oh, I don't know, raping a woman. His his physicality when he said toss, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure that a lot of our viewers saw it. He did an underarm toss. Yeah. And it looked really offensive to me so yeah there's the me too there there is so much about this that i just so found much. so disturbing in really just, disturbing like in the inherent racism of the pocahontas remark which we know which we know he's done that right he did it in front of native americans yeah mm -hmm. it, this seemed to me it, it, it last night it took his his racism and his sexism and his i want only the purest of the pure to support me to a whole new level. That that was my take. Yeah. Well, I have a different take. If I'm Elizabeth Warren, I'll agree to take a DNA test after he releases all his tax returns oh. up to and including last year's. Uh, that's that's a good trade-off. I say uh, amen to that, Joe. Amen. Nice. Amen. So, and I know that's a lot to unpack, and we can talk about it. We can talk about all this throughout the night as the topics are, are broached, and we'll revisit it from time to time because we need to start compiling this stuff. And I'm telling you what, as this audio, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm gonna go to different um, Democratic. Um, uh, uh, you know, websites, uh, you know, fundraising people who, you know, make commercials, whatever. I'll say, look, if you're going to make radio commercials, I will give you access to my archive of audio clips and you can do with them as you f see fit, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll label them and, and date them better than, you know, they ever have. If you need help with research, I'll do it for free. But this next one, Unfucking believable. Trump is heading to uh, to Russia soon to have a one-on-one. -on -one. I'm assuming the only other person in the room will be an interpreter, unless mm -hmm. Vlad wants to bust out his uh, little baby talk so he can sing Blueberry Hill. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe they're just gonna serenade each other. Oh, uh -huh. here. I, I gotta do it. I, I gotta set it up. I'm sorry. I, I mentioned it. I found my field On Blueberry Hill On Blueberry Hill Can't do it! Alright. Can't do it. Thanks, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Um, well, as Malcolm Nance said. Oh, I got the Malcolm Nance. I, I got the Malcolm Nance. Oh, okay. So. So okay. don't you worry. Um, thank you. Uh, but yeah, so so here is uh, we might be able to get to that before uh, the break too. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is what he said. Um, 
Oh, President Putin is KGB and this and that. You know what? Putin's fine. He's fine. We're all fine with people. We're all fine. We're all people. Just all dismiss people. the fact that Putin is KGB. Well, here, let's let's get to the Malcolm Nance stuff because I think we have He's just KGB. enough time to play them. He's KGB. Ali Velshi has had Malcolm Nance on his show today to discuss that uh, statement by Trump that says, oh, he's fine. We're all fine. We're just people. He does not seem to be heading into this meeting with the seriousness that a lot of people think it deserves. No, he sort of uh, has this Chamberlain-esque attitude towards Russia where he's just going to lay down. I mean, we already know that based on his past statements. And he's correct. He has been preparing his entire life for this. I mean, he went to the Soviet Union in 1987 trying to get Trump hotels. We know that he was taking Russian money and was, you know, uh, selling real estate to them uh, for years. We also know that in 2013, he met with the top 12 Russian oligarchs uh, and received their version of events for over two hours and since that time has been spouting it and quite i mean quite honestly donald trump is going there to meet with his handler i mean <laughs> you know he's going to he's going to meet with a guy that he has been worshiping and admiring for years not just the last two years and that doesn't bode well for the united states i think he's going to lay down on this one and i think that if they will raise russian sanctions within months uh if not just by executive fiat all right and he continued, um, let's get to this. The president says things like Putin's fine, Putin's just fine. Uh, journalists have died in Russia, uh, political opponents have died, political opponents have been jailed. Uh, you know, George Will has written a column about this uh, summit, and he said if Trump's summit with Kim could foretell catastrophe with Putin, he said if he does as badly in his July 16th meeting with Vladimir Putin in Finland, as he did with Kim Jong-un in Singapore, the consequences could be catastrophic. It is kind of remarkable. The president continues to downplay not just the effect that Russia has had in interference in other elections, but the idea that Vladimir Putin's okay and, and he's a good guy to befriend. Yeah, and Donald Trump obviously in some way shape or form that is yet to be determined is in debt to vladimir putin today he normalized the kgb he spoke as if being a kgb officer career officer their motto was once kgb always kgb he runs that country with four top advisors who are ex-kgb and he murders people he invades our allies he subverts american democracy and donald trump today normalized him just as he normalized the Nazis in Charlottesville. This is very dangerous for American democracy. And to have seven Republican senators go there to pave the way in this grand appeasement of Moscow only shows the Republican Party has surrendered to Russia. And this will hurt this American constitutional republic seriously. John Brennan was absolutely right. Amen, Amen to Malcolm Nance. Amen. I mean, could you imagine, either of you, could you imagine if Trump was going to meet with somebody who was, I don't know, let's say ex-Hamas, right? And say, it's no big deal. They say he was ex-Hamas. It's fine. We're people. We're all people. It wouldn't be okay. Gee, let me think why it wouldn't be okay. Because that person who was in Hamas 
probably would wouldn't have a lot of pigment to their skin, or would would probably you, have a lot more pigment to their skin. I apologize. Could Could you imagine how the Republican Party would feel if seven sitting Democratic senators went to Russia on the Fourth of July? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's so fucking disgusting. On the Fourth of fucking July, what traitors! And they were posting on Twitter about you know. God bless America with their freaking, you know, capital United States flags pretending like they were in DC on Twitter. I, with Borscht Malcolm stained is right. lips. We're we're in a we're in trouble. Yeah. Tweeting with Borscht stained lips. Those guys went to Russia. There is no no conversation on the record with what was said. No. And Trump next week or the week after is going to talk to Putin. With nobody in the room. That's what they want. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. We're all people. Some of us are just KGB people. KGB is probably Some of us are just a- as many people as... Uh, a lot more than MS-13. And they're, an- yeah. and they're animals. And they're animals. How many how many Americans uh I, I would guarantee you K, the KGB's killed a lot more Americans than ISIS or Daesh KGB Fucking. kills journalists Yeah uh, oh no I'm sorry they're the FSB now they're called the FSB now they they had a they had a makeover it's like the new clan where they put smiley faces yeah. on their hoods um yes. but yes yeah um yeah, it's fine. They're just people. They're fine people. Fine people. Jesus Christ. So, uh, uh, Joe, you you want a, a quick parting shot before we uh, go bre- go to break? We're running a little long here. I don't know why they crucified Charles Manson. He's just people. Yeah, and he didn't kill anybody. Uh-huh. He in- he inspired people to kill people. Glenn Beck did the same. Mm. Well, so did Trump, in my opinion. But oh, I agree. I agree. So, uh, oh yeah, he did. He did. And then you know, Heather Hare uh, died because of Trump. So, and, and then and, and the was happy in about Annapolis, it. the journalists yes. and the people in. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and countless others. But there were sure. some some good people there that killed her. Fine people. It's fine. Fine. We're all fine. We're just fine. Fine. Fine people. All right. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, hit the break. When we come back, we'll get on with Bobber and uh, yes. We, Ed Schultz died. We're going to talk about Ed Schultz um, in not such glowing terms. I, I'm not rejoicing in his death. I think it is a sad thing, but I'm going to show. Uh, we're going to play some uh, interview clips that we found, uh, Rain found uh, over on his website from a couple months ago. <sighs> he was lost, yeah, man. He was lost. In it, in it, in it. I'm sorry. You all can blame me. No, you all can blame me for this. No, no, I almost almost watched it myself, but then you recommended it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. So, and and it's fascinating, but it's depressing. It's sad. You know, I'm I'm not saying it's depressing, depressing, but it's depressing to see, uh, you know, what was going through his mind in the last days of his life. You know, it's it's terrible. But anyway, yeah. we're going to hit the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night. And Bobber, right after that. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally, I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com. 
This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Oh, my gosh. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining us, always, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, The Electric City, also heard on the Tim Carmel Show. Hi there, everybody. Howdy. And, of course... Howdy! <laughs> howdy. And uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau of the Swamp. Welcome back. Well, hello. Hello. Excellent. And, of course, last but most certainly not least, Rain's bobber half, <laughs> Der Braumeister himself. I'm sorry. Der Braumeister! Yo, bobber. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, my friend. And um, I, I do want to read a quick comment in the chat. And I, I think this is a good way to preface the Ed Schultz stuff we're going to play. Uh, this is from Trojan Rabbit. He says, uh, I've held that Ed's turnaround coincided with his wife's severe illness. It would not surprise me that uh, he would do anything for his wife because I thought he didn't have a show at the time. Uh, uh I, I, I agree with that. I, I Wendy, uh, I met Ed and Wendy on two separate occasions, uh, both through WVKO events, once before I had a show on VKO, and then once when I had a show on VKO. And I, I had the honor of sharing a stage with Ed Schultz, uh, not at the same time, but, you know, uh, you know, Tom Schaefer and I both uh, got on stage and talked up, you know, I forget what we talked about, honest God, it was so long ago, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, we 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 kind of opened for Ed Schultz, and that was that was pretty rad. Um, and he was a great guy. He was a great guy, and I did not want to, you know, I I I feel absolute remorse that he is gone. But 
at the same time, I felt like we lost that a long time ago. And I don't play these clips lightly to, to you know, be like, ha-ha, what an idiot he was or anything like that. It's um, But this interview he did with uh, Jamie Weinstein of the National Review was... It was chilling. It was chilling as to how his, you know, worldview had, had been warped. Um, and, you know... <sighs> If I can just jump in, because I saw that I saw that comment from Rabbit as well, and I I I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But when we play when we play the clips from this interview, I think it would be important to remember. Ed Schultz started out in sports, and he became a, um, a Republican or conservative radio person, and then he moved over into the progressive end of things. And what we're going to hear, I th- I, I'm i pretty sure what we're going to hear is, is not that he went back to being a conservative or a Republican. It was something different. And I think, in, in my opinion, I think this is really important. It's uh, really important when we talk about, you know, um, um, Trump and Russia and Russian influence. Yeah. So this is um, the first clip. And he's asked, again, by uh, Jamie Weinstein, I don't know how to say his last name, Weinstein, Weinstein, um, from National Review. Um, And um, this is what he said about the Russian invasion of Crimea. It was, it's, it's, it's maddening. Oh, I'm so glad you're asking me about Crimea. Thank you. Please. So do you believe that Russia uh, uh, annexed Crimea? Or do you believe it was, uh, would you take the the Vladimir Putin line that they were asking for Russian help? I don't think there's any question about the fact that it was the Crimean people who were Russian nationals who were being butchered and brutalized by a dictator in the Ukraine. Let me finish. And I keep hearing about Russian aggression on... on, I'm going to pause it right there because that Russian, that Ukrainian butcher... He was a friend. He was plan- He was basically the government of Ukraine was usurped by Russia, and that butcher in there was is now in Russia, being shielded by Putin. Yanukovych. Yeah, Yanukovych. So, so yeah. So the, Manafort's for- Manafort's client. Thank you. I was just yeah. going to try to bring well, that up. That was Manafort's client. There you go. So, no, so yeah. So he's Manafort's in jail right now. He's bemoaning, um, you know, what happened in Crimea. But the butcher was one of Putin's butchers. Uh, Crimea. Ask yourself the question: How many shots were fired? How many people died? Does that sound like an invasion to you? Can you quote the percentage of the people in Crimea who voted to go back to the Russian Federation? Oh yeah. It was 95% of the people of a vote. And we know that you know votes in in uh Russia and <laughs> Russian territories. I mean they have the highest integrity bobber uh of counting <laughs> of counting votes over there, don't they? Oh yeah, I, you know there's they're pristine. They, there's no reason to even question the results of any Yeah. Uh, any um I think and, and the, the the thing is, this was his his standard was there was there weren't a lot of shots fired, so the, so somehow that means that that the 
Crimean people welcome this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, this new boss. If you recall, during World War II, there were, you know, France pretty much said, "Yeah, come on in. You know, we don't want you to blow up our our our, our historic buildings." Yeah, uh, and and that's why. And to this day, people, you know, call the you know French people the surrender monkeys and all that yeah. because of that. And um, so you might as well say, "Well, yeah, France was happy to have the Nazis come in and take over." Yeah, that's exactly. A great, great analogy. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, so no shots fired. There was a butcher in Ukraine who is Putin's friend. Elections are totally honest. That's why Putin won by 127 bazillion percent last election. Um, and uh, yeah, so can yeah, you got 110 percent of the vote? Yeah, <laughs> all right. Wanted to rejoin. Do we know how Crimea became an independent country under Ukraine? It was given to Ukraine by Nikita Khrushchev after World War II. Why don't I hear this in the mainstream media? Why do I always hear United States senators tell me that this is Russian aggression and he invaded Crimea? When was, the, when was the last time you saw ABC, CBS, NBC, or Fox, MSNBC, CNN go to Crimea and interview the Crimean people and ask them, did you get invaded? And they're here to defend other networks. I think well, but, but, but I think it's a big part of asking the, answering the question. Let me ask you. There was no invasion of Crimea. Jesus. Jesus Christ. No invasion of Crimea. And yeah, a Western, other, Western media outlets are so welcome in, in Russian territories. But the other thing, Kenny, is that, and I heard this, the, the segment right before that, and it happened here again. Ed Schultz is setting up his own questions, and he's answering them instead yes. of answering the reporter's questions. Yeah, that, is, I, I, I think you'll hear in one clip uh, down the road, he's like, you won't answer my question. Well, yeah, you're being, you're being interviewed. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me. I, oh, this is this well, is sad. Now, now here, this, this is sad and this, it's important. This is this is the saddest and in most important here because all right. So you think, Joe, if 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 Ed Schultz had such a profound and, and deeply held opinion about what happened in Crimea? Certainly, most certainly, he has looked into the atrocities that Russia has committed against their own people under Putin's watch, right? Certainly, he has an opinion. Certainly, he would have an opinion on that. Come on, Joe, have a little more faith. Here's a here's a that that one about Crimea was a a minute and forty seconds. This one about Putin being a butcher is twenty four seconds. Did I answer your Crimea question? Well, I think it is what I thought you would answer it as, but yes, you did answer it. Well, how many shots were fired? What does that matter? How many people died? It was an independent country that Russia came in and, and helped take over. No, Russia came in and made sure that Russian nationals were not getting brutalized. Let me ask you a question. No, look, and I think oh, you American people I need to, it's, as a trial right, attorney. Let's, let's, let's okay. continue. All right. Okay, I'm sorry. That wasn't that, that wasn't the clip I thought it was, but that was the follow up. So there you go, Rain. There was the there was the you know. Let me ask you a question. No, no, no. We're going to continue with the interview. Okay. Is Ed Schultz saying that he was a trial attorney, or was the reporter a trial attorney? I have no idea. So it's got to be the reporter. I mean, yeah. I, I don't remember. I remember Ed Schultz being a lawyer and or even claiming to be a lawyer. Yeah. Well, this I know th- it's minor on the bigger scale of things, but. It, it's these little details yeah. that I find amazing. Yeah. 
Well, this is the really getting quite defensive. Yeah, the, yeah. This is and so okay. So he has such a deeply held opinion there, uh, and this is the clip I I, I was um, talking about. But uh, fifty seconds. He talks for you know uh, less than half the time that he he you know espoused about uh, Crimea Crimea and no invasion and you know. Uh, but but anyway, this is how he addresses criticism of Putin. Facts that Putin's opponents are killed on a regular basis in the press, political opponents, um, spies, you name it. You know, anybody. Hey, he, nobody ever mentions gassing the theater and, and gassing and killing. I don't even know how many Russian citizens. Um, but uh, uh, here you go. Do you find it odd? I mean, I know that you say, you know, Russia's a superpower like the United States, which is, it, it does bad things just like the United States does. But there are opposition figures in Russia who have died. Uh, it looks like they perhaps were murdered. Many people believe uh, Vladimir Putin was likely behind it. Do you, do you, do you I, believe I don't know anything. I don't know anything about that. Really? I, I, how, I would, how would I know anything about that? I don't live in Russia. I don't cover Russia. I cover the news here in America. But you were saying that you believe the media in Russia is just as... I don't work for the media. I can tell you about my experience. You work for the I can Kremlin. tell you about RT America. That's what I can talk to you about. I can't speak for anybody else's job. I can't speak for... But I take offense when we're told that we're propaganda. I'm right. <laughs> no, you're not right. You're not right. You never were right on this network, man. But seriously, I can't talk. I don't know. I don't live in Russia. Well, you sure as hell can tell us the the what the score is in Crimea. But you Telling can't fucking. You but but you bring up Putin. And, and before I don't know anything about that, Kenny, Joe, and Bob. Before this interview, this government under this administration told RT you need to register as a foreign lobbyist. And that was before this interview, which yeah. was in April. Okay. I just wanted to point it's, that out. It's Sorry really interrupting everybody. No, no, it's fine. This it's really important. I was looking at, to see what we have left here. Um, there's one that I'm going to skip over because it's more about the, you know, it, he went on. I have another two-minute clip to where he defends Russia against the, the invading Crimea. And I'm not going to play that. I'm not going to play that because I think the other clips are more important. I don't want to, you know, give a platform to that um, because we know what happened. Our intelligence knows what happened. The KGB, FSB, what have you, is lying about it. Russian propaganda. Yes, yeah, sorry, Ed, you don't didn't like it when people called RT propaganda. Well, you just spew the propaganda of the Russian government there. And then you refuse to address the criticisms of Putin. It seemed uh, ever who doesn't believe that that Putin and his you know his um, enforcement squad aren't taking out you know any opposition mm -hmm. uh, uh, loose ends you know that that might be talking. Uh, people, anything. I mean, dying of poisoning is 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 like dying of natural causes in in Russia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and and Ed's like, oh well, I don't know, I don't know anything about that. Come on, of course he does. Well, and and here's and Schultz is smarter than this. 
This is either the part he, that still yeah. kind of makes me really sad. Uh, either he's an idiot, or he's just being purposely uh, um, uh, disingenuous, um, or, or purposely uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, obtuse. 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 Yes. yes. He's being purposely obtuse about this. Yeah, I still I, believe he is smarter than this, and this is where I'm just baffled. I, I used and I to will have always I, yeah. remain baffled. I used to have audio of him calling, you know, Vladimir Putin "pooty poot" on his MSNBC show. You know, uh, you know, totally going after him. Um, but uh, but listen to this this one, Joe. This is. Uh, Jamie Weinstein, he, he confronts him on this. He's like, well, you won't take positions against, you know, he's like, why won't you take positions against Russia? Do you understand why people do wonder why when you've come to RT that you've taken what seems like a very robust position defending uh, what many people see as an unsavory government? I mean, you, you, you say you don't have opinion, but then when it comes to something about Russia, you have a strong opinion. Well, I'm not doing the newscast right now. What? I, I, I'm not. I'm not doing the. I'm not doing the newscast right now. I mean, I, I tried to give you an example. He interrupted me respectfully. <laughs> I'm not doing the news right now. It, what does that? What does that mean? It, it doesn't mean anything. It means he's just finding a way to be, uh, like you said, obtuse, and not answer the question. You know, because he's like, oh, I tried to tell you, and you interrupted me. He meant he talked about Crimea probably about a good six or seven minutes in defending Russia uh, uh, against the invasion. Insane. All of this, all of this blows me away, and I don't know which clips you got, Kenny, and it doesn't... It, it's okay. Not that I'm giving you permission or anything, but, <laughs> you know... No, I, I, but in, in the beginning of this interview, he literally said, I have more journalistic freedom at RT than I ever had at MSNBC. I didn't get that. I pretty much stuck to the back end of the interview, but that wow, that's uh And and that's I, nuts. I was you know, I was literally I was really I don't want to say literally because if I said literally blown away, I wouldn't be here, right? Um Well, I, I'm telling you what. I, 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 but it he is, said it that is he has more journalistic that. opportunities. <laughs> he said he had more, you know, more freedom working with RT than he ever had at MSNBC. Which is nonsense. You know what he had more of? Rubles. That's what he had more of. They pay. They probably paid him hand over fist to flip on America. And these last two clips are all the evidence you need. And I, I I hate this. I hate this. Um, but um, the, the the in I want to get Joe's take on this this next clip. This is before the big big shocker for the end. But Joe, listen to this. Listen listen to his rationale as to why America and Russia should get along. You see these countries as different entities. You see them having different moral purposes. But it seems like you think no. That- I see two. Here's what I see. The same as in many respects, I do. In many respects, I do. Isn't it amazing that two Christian countries can't get along? Do you think America is a Christian country? I do. I think we were founded on Christian Judeo principles. Absolutely. Bullshit. And I believe that Christianity is the prevailing faith in America. Uh, Oh. I also feel like there are, are, are more senators and 
representatives that are aligned with the Christian faith. No shit. And I mean, I believe that we are a Christian nation. Do you think you have? Now wait a minute. Let me let me say this. Let me point this out. We have no territorial issues with Russia. We have no natural resource issues with Russia. Oh, that's bullshit. We have no immigration issues with Russia. We have fewer issues with Russia than any of the other superpowers. Why can't we get along? Fair question? No. That's a pretty good journalistic question. No, it's a horrible fucking question. <laughs> it's a horrible, it's a horrible fucking answer. Yeah, it's a horrible... But, I mean, Joe, we're both Christian nations. Well, riddle me this. <laughs> In 1980s, Russia invaded, with bullets, Afghanistan. Yes. And the United States took the the part in, in, in the side of the Mujahideen, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Who later became Al-Qaeda. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Whose offshoot became ISIS. Say what? So... The number one enemy in this country the last 15 years has been Al-Qaeda and mm-hmm. ISIS. Yeah. And I so, riddle me this, Ed. How the hell is it that the Christian nation, Russia, caused and created our most mortal enemy to date... The only enemy that attacked us on U.S. soil. Yep. Al Qaeda, and, and it is a direct product of your invasion of Afghanistan. And I want to dovetail off that real quick. And Rain, I'll let you talk in a second. But um, and, and not only that, but Iran, Iran is a, a, a big sponsor of these terrorist groups, which that's what Republicans are always telling us, and I, I believe that, 100%. And guess who sells Iran weapons? Russia! Oh, there I you thought go. it was France. Oh, yeah, it's France. They, uh, the they sold them some, some paintings and cheese. Um, so... <laughs> No, I was busy raising my hand when I heard that Ed Schultz was saying that we're both Christian nations. Horseshit. I, well, I, let, let me tell you something. Christianity was against the law until after Glasnost. Okay. Somebody else, come on, man. Mm-hmm. No, you're here, right. Guys. You're yes. right. In, in the in, yeah, Russia, in Russia, Soviet the USSR Union. was not a Christian nation. I know. Yeah. Growing up in the '60s, in grade school, in sister school, as we call it, mm-hmm. um, every day. Every morning after the Pledge of Allegiance, we prayed for the conversion of Russia. Yeah. So now suddenly, you know, Russia's like, hey, we got some churches, which is still bullshit because it's it's Putin who is sanctioning churches to be allowed. And Putin is the one who's actually recognizing churches on his own volition. In that in the, country, the the void that that fed the mm-hmm. the the the, uh, the the brutality that stemmed from uh, the USSR version of communism, when that when the, the that 
br- brutality of communism uh, went away. There was a void and a need for more brutality. And that's how the Orthodox Church came to rise to power. And Putin has given, uh, and we've talked about this on the show Thank before. You. But yeah, they basically, it's basically like when, you know, a, a, a non smoker, like somebody who used to be a smoker and then they quit. And then they, what do they do, um, you know, uh, to, to fill the void? No, I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to say uh, form, uh, former former drug users, a lot of people that use hard drugs or former, you know, alcoholics, stuff like that. They'll get so much more intense with whatever they're into after they quit doing that one thing. And they're like, you know, I'm going to read the Bible now and I'm going to read it hard, you know. You know, and and you know, so so it's it was like that. It was like that. You know, communism was their alcohol, and then the Bible was their crutch afterwards. You know, and you still have all these old people pining for the days of of communism in, in Russia. But you know, it's weird. It's really weird. But the I'm one thing really disappointed in in Big Ed. I I he I'm just. Well, in the end, he was small, Ed, because this is the last clip. And I hate to say this. It sucks that this was your legacy, Ed. It sucks. But this 18-second clip, last one before we go to break, this says it all. This says it all from the end of the National National Review interview with uh, Jamie Weinstein. This is what he fucking said. You have a more positive view of Vladimir Putin and Russia Today, I know that doesn't work for Russia today, I don't mean the network, but do you have a more positive view of the Russian government today than you do of the American government? I do, and I have a more positive view of the American government and Donald Trump than I did before he was elected. Oh, Jesus. Wow. I did not finish the interview. Oh, my God, you did, Ken. In case anybody missed what he said there, I'll play it again. You have a more positive view of Vladimir Putin and Russia today. I know that doesn't work for Russia today. I don't mean the network. But do you have a more positive view of the Russian government today than you do of the American government? I do. And I have a more positive view of the American government and Donald Trump than I did before he was elected. That's Ed Schultz's legacy. That's your legacy. You know, the thing I, I've never considered Ed Schultz to be progressive. I, I think people thought he was progressive because he was pro-union and and pro-labor. But I think in many other ways, he he didn't come across to me as very progressive. He seemed old-fashioned in a lot of ways. Yeah, he he uh, explained once on his show when he was on XM Radio. I think it used to be right before or after um, <clears throat> Stephanie Miller mm-hmm. uh, some time ago in the late 90s and um he explained that he was a conservative and that it was his wife and his wife's involvement with the poor uh yeah i remember that that, that turned his heart to uh, to be more more liberal to be uh, to to be uh, you know lean left and he explained that it was uh wendy that that did that for him which dovetails with uh the comment in the chat that um you know that his wife's severe illness may have soured him on on everything. I would since re- that was the cause of his turn. I would you really know? love to know how much money he was making at RT because I think they bought his soul. 
something's going on with that. Joe, Joe, Bob, and Ken, I got to tell you something. If if I ever got deathly sick, my husband's on this show right now. I would <clears throat> never, ever want him to go that far and oh, say those things, no I'll matter how much he loves yeah. me. Yeah, I'll punch you in the neck, Bobber. <laughs> Don't do it. I mean that. I, I know that's kind of heavy. That's heavy, heavy stuff. Well, I tried and to I'm lighten it blaming, there for you. <laughs> I'm not trying to blame Wendy because I, I, she she lost a husband. She lost the lover for life. She did. She, he had sons. Uh, I believe he had a couple sons. And, you know, and, and he was loved by a lot of people. Friends, family, uh, listeners, you know. But, I mean, for, for him to say that... I have more respect for the Russian government than I do the American government, and I have more respect for Trump as president than Obama as president. Fuck Russia that. does not respect unions. Russia doesn't respect you. anybody. Ru Russia because unions. Russia is Putin. The Russian government is Putin, and he has robbed that country blind. He has stolen every election. He has killed his opponents. He's he's the the entire government is the oligarchs. You know, uh, you know, and, and not only that, but hey, Trump, why don't you go after them for stealing our intellectual property over there? Because I gotta watch my ass every time I'm on eBay trying to buy a hard to find uh, 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 metal CD. I gotta make sure it doesn't come from the fucking Russian Federation or out of a PO box out of New York because I gotten scammed that way too. They pro they pirate shit all the time over there because guess what? They don't have copyright laws in Russia. <laughs> right. Right. Ugh. So anyway, anyway, we're, we're running long, and I want to make sure we got enough time for our callers. But, Ed, I, I, I'm sorry you're gone. I'm sorry for your family. I'm sorry for anybody who, who cared for you. And I'm sorry that I, that we lost you as a good voice, uh, as, as a liberal, Democrat, whatever. Again, definitely not a progressive. We so many but friends. But we lost him a long so time ago. We lost him a long yeah. time ago. We were all at, you know, uh, Joe wasn't there, but the three of us uh, uh, and Susan and my mom, we were all at the One Nation rally that Ed put on. That was the one in D.C. Yeah, 2010. I didn't get a chance to meet you then. No, we didn't, but uh, we both had pictures yeah. from it. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I miss that guy. Yeah. I miss that guy, and I'll always miss that guy. But I've been missing that guy for a long time. I'm sorry that's your legacy, Ed, but um, you built it. You built it, and I'm sorry that if it was to help save your wife, whatever. I, I you know, but I, I would never sell my soul like that. I would never I, sell my I, soul. I would like have. That. I would have paid for a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe. I, I swear to God, I would have. I don't. I don't get it. So, anyway, uh, we we got We got to go to the break. Uh, we got animated because I got a little animated there, uh, Bobber. <laughs> 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 animated by Bobber. We haven't heard this one in a while. Um, we're gonna go to the break. When we come back, uh, we'll do real quick name calling. Let us know if you have any birthdays and uh or anniversaries and uh we'll come back and take a couple calls we'll be right back after this turn up the night with kenny pick so new and different it won first prize at the international inventors exposition kennypick.com <laughs>
Sunday, come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow! This is Kenny Pick 
on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. In this. In this one time, at band camp, I stuck a flute in my... Big dirty asshole. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome welcome back to the program. I'm, uh, I'm going to turn my volume down a little bit. All right, welcome back to the program. Uh, Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, also who are on the Tim Coromel Show. All true. All true. Excellent, excellent. And uh, Bobber in D.C., Der Braumeister, uh, also, uh, that was at the Beggars that we just listened to with Animated, or was that you, Solo? Yeah. No, that was the Beggars. Beggars, okay. So, fun song, very fun song. A uh, little lo-fi, but, you know, I, I, I'm guilty of, of having a lot of lo-fi Hairwolf songs here. Um, uh, and uh, last but not least, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Are you ready to do some name-calling on the program? Yes, yes. All right. Yes, All right. So uh, let me, uh, of course, I don't have the cart with jingles open yet, so give me one second and we'll start it. Here we go. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? source of energy known to womankind all right let's get straight to the biscuits biscuits yeah biscuits you got any biscuits for sale in there a lot of biscuits tonight Ray. i can't hear you <laughs> Did you mute rain oh for, for your jingle i did i muted i did what i'm oh. supposed to do and then no, you don't have to. Mute. Biscuits are still delicious. That was my point. That oh, nobody they are. heard. Until they are. We love it, especially this one. The made-from-scratch fried bologna and Velveeta biscuit, new mm. at Hardee's. No. <laughs> you know what? I before we get to name calling, I want to say this. We were talking about Ed dying, um, because of Ed Schultz and because of his his you know message board at the time. And every message board had drama back in the... The after, aughts. Yeah, the aughts, right? Um, I became really, really good, very, very personal friends with Velveeta. With Velveeta Jones, who is, you know... She's been on our show. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I, it makes me sad... It makes me really sad when when somebody who was one of our own at one time or is still one of our own dies because the the most heartbreaking thing about this is he was only 64 and there was time for him to redeem himself and he he didn't live long enough to do that yeah yeah but i guess i guess the point that i'm trying to make is that um i've got a lot of very personal friends through not just radio hosts but also, you know, political forums. I have a husband because of that. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you guys here, and it makes me sad. It makes me really sad that, that Ed Schultz died with the legacy 
that he ended up with. And um, just be kind to each other, and yeah. stay true to who you stay true to who you are. And if you and see if you somebody stay- going off the reservation that hard, lasso yes. them back in. Lasso them. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I, I want to hug you. I'm going to give you a big bear hug one of these days, Kevin. Well, in All like right, two weeks. So, <clears throat> huh? In like two weeks. Could happen. It could happen. Yeah. One from you and Bobber. Um, so, uh, all right. So, so name calling it oh, is. I'm done with all that. So, in the chat room, we have Adam Heber, Bobber DC, Clinster, Heather, Jay Collie, Kat, Kenny Pick, Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. Living on Long Island, Marnus, Meow Goodness, Michelle in South Florida, Moon Mare, Peter in San Francisco, President, myself, Sandy in Durwood, who I got to see the other day. Nice. Yeah. Um, last Theo, Saturday? Yes. Was it last Saturday? Yeah, the, the March, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. God. It's too many marches. Can <laughs> we get week? shit in order so we don't have to march every fucking yeah. month? It was nice not um, having to march every week when Obama was president. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I'm there. Um, Theo, Tim Coromel, and Trojan Rabbit. And birthdays, we have Michelle's mom. And yes. um, Jake Holly's nephew is turning his... Her, Jared is turning 18 this week. Oh, wow. So So we have two big birthdays. So uh, and, Michelle's mom and um, Jared, right? Yes, Jared. Gerard. Gerard. Uh, not, not Jared. Yeah, I know. So um, not Kushner. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, so, uh, family members get the John Boehner birthday greeting. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday! I added applause and uh, a baby sloth to the end of that, just for fun. And the <laughs> other thing I want to mention is it was a year ago that we lost Wizzy. Ah, oh, I'm so sorry, Adam. Yeah, it's tough. It's I think tough. that deserves a mention. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. So, um, and, um, uh, yeah, phone number eh. to call. Uh, <laughs> eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. Rest that, in peace, Wizzy. Yeah, rest in peace, Wizzy. We love you, boy. I'll say it for old time's sake. Wizzy! There you go. Uh, always loved it when that little sucker ran in the room. Uh, but, yeah, so um, if you want to call the show, it is time for open phones. We'll keep it quick. If you uh, Give us your experiences from the 4th of July or World War Two world i'm sorry civil war 2 electric boogaloo i should say (laughs) 
the number to call is 330-536-1466 or 330-CIVIL-WAR-2. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> 330-CAN-1-GO. Hey. Oh. Has Alex Jones mentioned anything about... Oh, yeah. I got audio for, for later for Alex uh, Jones on, on uh, Civil War Deuce. <laughs> okay. Adam, Adam Hebert, uh, uh, what's up, man? Oh, nothing much. Just preparing for tomorrow. We're going to be doing a very Schadenfreude-centered show. I think we need this. Are you going to talk about Uranus so. taking a massive pounding? Yes, we'll definitely we'll be talking about that as well. Okay. <laughs> because why not? You know, why, right? Why not? That is a very that's a poorly written uh, headline. I guess he chose. It's deliberate. Poorly. Yeah, I know, but still, uh, yeah. There's <laughs> apparently there's been some cosmic activity with Uranus. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Adam will have more more but on that. You might want to wow. check your phrasing. Yeah, phrasing. <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, um, I, I also went to go see Ant-Man the Wasp today, and I highly recommend it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but if you go, you need to stay through the entire credits. Okay. The after credit scene, the after credit scene will shake the, the MCU as we know it to its foundations. You have to see it. Oh, and if there's any questions regarding this? Going forward, all questions on these matters will be referred to outside counsel. Because you better not spoil it. Uh, but yeah, but no, earth I, shattering. I think you're being silly. I really silly. enjoyed it. Um, huh? I think, you, I think you're giving us a red herring on that final, final scene. I would never lie to you. I respect <laughs> you too much. <laughs> Sure. But no, it was it was a great movie. Um, and Evangeline Lilly as uh, Hope Van Dyne got a lot of screen time. She is now truly the co-star of the franchise, um, which is great. You know, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I, you know, and Kenny, you know, I wasn't too hot on the first Ant Man. I mean, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I you know fun you know but like they they dialed the comedy up to an eleven in this. They had a very sympathetic villain. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard that. I've, I've heard that. I'm excited about. It. And if it didn't, it, uh, 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 our apologies, Cat. Uh, if your name didn't get mentioned, hey, it's Cat in Columbus, Ohio. She's listening too. Um, so, uh, but I, I, th- I thought her name got called, but who knows? We were doing. We we're trying to do lightning round. So, yeah, we, stuff some, happens some, when you're sometimes. Yes, yeah, you're some, not paying some, attention. Sometimes rain will, will have, you know, uh, innocent victims. I, I read things fast. Yeah. Sorry, Kat. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. We, we made it up to her. So there it is. Uh, and, but cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. You going to give a spoiler free review tomorrow on the program? I was thinking I'd wait until at least, you know, until everyone had seen it. But yeah, I don't know I'm, what your plans are. I, I might I go try and see it on, on Sunday. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll see. I, I got to talk to Suze about it. I haven't broached the subject yet. So, I see. Well, like I said, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've enjoyed every movie I've seen this summer. Mm. I, uh, this Good. year, actually, I loved Black Panther. The Incredibles two was well, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still say that's that's the best Disney Pixar movie since the original Toy Story. Uh, Adam, I'll take uh, your word for it. Question. 
Hmm? Did you love three billboards? Did I? What? He didn't see. He didn't see Did that. You love, I know. I know. I know. I'm being an asshole. I love three billboards. Three billboards, Adam. Go watch three billboards. Oh, it's a movie. It's a great. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, just go out, go outside and find three billboards. Just keep walking. And once you've seen them, tell us if you like them. Cuz I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell I'm going to tell everybody right now, honestly, spoiler alert. I've seen a lot of billboards I liked, more than 3. Well, most of the billboards I saw on the, Most of the billboards I saw on the way to to the theater, the local theater are for a local, gro- uh, not grocery store, a pharmacy called Brian's. <laughs> r- r- yeah, Brian's, yeah, Brian's Pharmacy. Brian's Pharmacy. Is that like Brian Cranston selling meth on Breaking Bad? <laughs> yes. uh, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> Something like that. Uh, hey, no, he yeah. was Walter Thanks White on that show. Walter White, yeah. Uh, yes. Thanks for thanks for the yeah. letter, Adam. And let me use it. Oh, well, I'm glad, in the I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I, I worked pretty hard on those three. Oh, well, yeah. Kenny was nice enough to read my really offensive one towards Trump. Well, they're all offensive towards Trump supporters, but yeah. we all know my stance on that, which is Trump supporters don't have any feelings I'm obligated to respect anymore. Well, I didn't now, use see, that one because it's, it's hard to read and interpret the misspellings, <laughs> which were the... Funny. Let me, now, now, let me now, tell now, you, Kenny... I, I got to say this. I didn't write any of those uh, correspondent letters uh, from the, you know, the, the new Civil War because the last time I did something like that regarding the war on Christmas, I got called out by somebody who I thought was my friend who told me I ripped him off. So I didn't write any of them. <laughs> not well, mentioning any like names three billboards outside of yeah sorry yeah, it's yeah, a I'm it's talking. a sore subject with me but somebody really yeah. fucking shit all over me over that shit and uh you didn't rip anyone off, uh, rip I know. Anyone off. but no let me t- let me tell you that because kenny you know i write as a hobby i, I wish i were better yeah. at it but believe that and th- the hardest thing i've ever done was writing something that offensive, that poorly poorly spelled, and that gr- grammatically incorrect. That is the hardest thing I've ever written. And I'm like, okay, how can I make this? How can I make it look like this guy is a complete total fucking moron? Mm, yeah, yeah. Misspelling. So, well, you know, and of course, spelling doesn't come out in reading. Grammar, sure, okay. grammar. You know, gra- well. You know, so. Yeah, it, it, but if you have a good funny spelling, right, like pronunciation or something like that, uh, or you know, um, uh, or my 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 uh, yeah, pre prescient, yeah, prescient, yeah, uh, stuff like that. Prescient. Uh, yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, we're, we're getting to the top of the hour, Adam. But I appreciate your call, and uh, we'll be well, talking. Well, I appreciate you guys taking a minute to to. Mention Wizzy. Thanks, Rain, for that. Uh, you know, that little weasel wormed his way into my heart in the end. He was a good I boy. I always said he couldn't replace... I always said, he, you can't replace Snoopy and Snowball, so don't try. And he couldn't replace him, but, but I still miss him. He, he made his own notch on your the bedpost of your heart. Yes. It hurts. It hurts to lose any fur baby. Oh, yeah. I still I, don't think he had a river's rifle. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Rivers Rice. Yes, there, there is a picture. 
there is a picture of Wizzy, and the thing is that he was in Dad's lap in the car. But yeah. it looks like he's driving. So I, said, I don't think he really has a driver's license. See? Uh, but I, I don't think Rupee Rat had uh, a driver's license yeah. either. So, <laughs> but, no. um, and that but, was great comedy on Joe's part, the Rupee Rat. Oh, uh, God. Oh, God. That was great. I, I, th- I think I actually have an idea if, if Joe wants to continue this next Tuesday for Rupee Rat. Because the saga, the saga really should continue. Um, well, the legacy <laughs> is there, always. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. It, it, uh, I'll just continues. I'll just tease it while Adam's still on the air with us before we let him go. Is that I'm assuming a rat with that many rupees probably had a will. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And the seed oh, has been planted. See, oh, see, I knew no, Joe would see. like that. I knew Joe would. Oh, like that. Oh, you see, and I and I promised, <laughs> I promised Rain the cricket. You know. Well, you can okay. do that. You can Jimmy you can do the will. It takes a while. Hey, it takes a while for the will. It takes a while for the yes. will. That shit doesn't yeah. happen for like a month or two after. You know, so you're okay. <laughs> yeah. You can work on Jiminy oh. first, but you know. No, you're like. You're like a cocaine dealer, you know. <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. It's like cocaine's you, a hell of a drug. Why do you do oh. that to me? Okay, yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. So, <laughs> cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh. Yeah. So uh, anyway, now we're gonna split it up because he had five hundred sixty thousand daughters. I know, I know. It's, <laughs> it, I guess you're it's gonna, gonna have to. Well, you could, you know, there could be alphabetical, um, uh, you know, he could have given things out alphabetically to his daughter. You don't have enough time for that. Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying for for yeah. all of his all of his daughters that start with the letter A, you get this. So. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> time saving. Cuts it down a bit. A-A. Practical. A A gets this. A B gets that. You know, there rats you are like like tribbles. They're born pregnant. Yeah, exactly. All right, Adam, we're going to let you go. Talk to you soon, brother. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good night. Bye. 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 So, uh, all right. Well, on that note, we do have to run to the break, but we got other fun stuff uh, coming. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to speak so fast and say it's fun, but we'll end with some Mad Libs. I promise you that. Uh, But yeah, we have other audio to get to, and uh, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, Alex Jones, everybody. That'll be good. Oh, yay. yay! Yeah, his thoughts on uh, the world, or I'm sorry, Civil War II electric boogaloo not coming to pass. So uh, here we go. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, lots more. Turn up the night right after this. Up the night with Kenny Pig. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly.
on with the show. I got humanoids crossed with fish and stuff. You should show respect to your audience. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, and joining me on the program, as always, the one and only Bobber in D.C., Der Braumeister. Welcome howdy, back, howdy. sir. And, of course, uh, yes, check him out on 4Freedom's blog. Any uh, pieces you've written recently you want to recommend? Um, not really. I, okay. I feel, I feel somewhat um, abashed. <laughs> Well, stay, uh, stay tuned, everybody. Last, last, I think last week I was sick. Yeah, you were sick so the last couple of weeks. And then, um, that, and then this week I just kind of threw something together. I was, I've just been, we've been, kind of distracted with looking for a house and yeah, everything else and yeah, I, so, I totally I get it. Given it my best lately, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say. You know, you you know what? You should show respect to your audience. So, <laughs> kid, uh, Mark Levin, get out of here! Uh, and of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Welcome back. How about you? Any any uh, uh, blog posts? Uh, well, Trisec every Tuesday. If you don't want to promote your own, I, we we Ask really should try to get back on. Yeah, it'll happen. He's popped. Think? Well, yeah, I think I think so. I think we, we probably should uh, very soon, actually. I mean, I know he's got his new job, you know, driving around Boston. Yeah. Y'all heard that, right? Like he uh, quit. He literally quit his job at a corporate establishment, and mm-hmm. now he is driving. Bob, help me! Help me! What is it? What's the company he's working for? Um, I think it's like Old Town Trolley. He's essentially, yes. yeah, he's essentially driving a tourist trolley around Boston, which is perfect for him because he loves Boston. He knows all the history of Boston and who did what oh, where. And so it's, it's a perfect job for him. And, he, he's, and apparently he makes good money doing it. He knows where all the founding fathers were got caught necking and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, all of it, all of it. But we we really should we really should try to bring him on because I thought yeah. it was incredibly brave. He did it. I think he did it last year, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "I'm quitting the health insurance industry." Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. It, 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 you know, I and, and you know, I'll say this too uh, at my workplace. Um, my human resources manager. She is the coolest human resource manager in the world. Her first name is Jody. I'll just say that she's a good friend of mine. I, you know, I don't talk much about the people I work with, 
but um, today was her last day at work, and she's oh. just kind of she got. She was a salary employee, and they made her travel all over the place. They made they, they gave her her workload was just crazy. She had to work from home. She was just tearing her hair out, and she she's done. And I want to I, I want to say amen to Jody for hanging in for so long. Amen. Amen. And, and good luck. Uh, and 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 have fun with what with whatever you're doing. And um and I actually I invite her to do her anniversary party. <laughs> so I said, come by, I'll buy you a drink. Um and uh but yeah, so uh, uh you know, best of luck to her. And last but not least, of course, joining us on the program, Mr. Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, and uh actually an aficionado on the life and times of Rupee Rat. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and now he has a will. <laughs> And yes, uh, last will and testament. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 it came out as the last receipt at the ATM. <laughs> sure, yeah, of course. See, yes. uh, and, you know, of tiny mind and infested body. So mm-hmm. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> all right uh a, a parasite infested body that is um but uh anywho um uh let's go ahead and and get to this i don't have a lot of audio left but i, I know this one is going to evoke a lot of conversation with uh, the three of you and i'm gonna i'm gonna start the mad libs but um this is a very short clip this is a clip from therese patricia uh, okomu and if anybody was watching TV on the 4th of July, you saw her on your TV. She climbed the base of the Statue of Liberty. And this, uh, when she was released on bail, this was the statement she made. Our beloved First Lady that I care so much about said, when they go low, we go high. And I went as high as I could. <laughs> So if, if you didn't catch that, our beloved first lady, who she admired so much, uh, said, when they go low, we go high. And she went as high as she could on the Statue of Liberty. Of course, big uh, hat tip to Michelle Obama. So, Rain, you were watching it the same time I was. Give us some of your thoughts on this. Um, my first thought is I'm not sure about how I feel about Abolish Ice. Just to put that out there and to be really honest. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with you right now. My my second thought was that, you know, um, and I did tweet this out, that 242 years ago, on the same day that this woman did what she did, our founding fathers did the most, most, you know, kind of... um, The most... See, I'm right now. I'm really kind of in a moment in my head. Which I wish I could share with you all. Do, but do you we, want somebody else to go? Signed, it, we oh, we okay. signed the Declaration of Independence, which was really kind of the most pro. You can't protest anything more than telling the monarchy, "Fuck you, mm-hmm. we're independent." And yeah. this woman climbed the Statue of Liberty, and I didn't know until today that she was an immigrant from Africa. Yeah, the Congo. Which is even more incredible. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, when they go low, we go high. 
that woman went really, really high, and she sat underneath the shoe on the Statue of Liberty. And I, like I said, I'm not sure how I feel about abolish ice, but I am totally for anybody who protests everything that this administration does, because what this administration is doing is disgusting. It's gross and. That's kind of where I am. Sorry, it took me a little. No, that's okay. No apologies. Took me a little necessary. time to get there, but I, I think you that woman there. is amazing. I do too, uh, Bobber. Yeah, I thought um, I, I was. I, I thought it, it was an amazing thing for her to do to to bring attention to the fact that the Statue of Liberty, you know, says. You know, has, says on a you know, give us your t- your tired, your poor, you know, et cetera, et cetera, on the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, while while there's immigrants and, and refugees um, sitting in cages, you know, down along the the border with Mexico, mm-hmm. and you know, the, just just the juxtaposition of all that, I thought was was you know, visual poetry. Uh, agreed. Agreed. A hundred percent. Take it. Hey, he's a songwriter. So, um, uh, <laughs> makes sense. Makes Cause you know, I, I saw that too, you know, crushed under the heel of Liberty, you know? Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, Joe, give us your thoughts. I, I think I put that in the chat, uh, that day. I said, look at, she's under the, <laughs> she's getting crushed under the heel. Also an artist. Um, as a writer and i stole that from you probably <laughs> that's where i saw it <laughs> yeah that's uh, yeah and um n- no but i mean it was true I, i'm sure a lot of people mm-hmm. saw that she went under the heel <laughs> i mean i thought geez look at this but but i mean he, she did that that was great um too bad it was done juxtaposed with an event in russia where eight Republican senators went to Moscow to celebrate the Fourth of July, kissing Putin's ass mm-hmm. to pave the to, to, to pave the way for the biggest traitor since Benedict Arnold, Donald Trump. You know what? Who was about to give away our democracy, and they were making a big deal out of this woman climbing the Statue of Liberty, when at the same time eight Repub- eight eight officers of this United States, eight representatives, eight, eight senators from this country went over there and kissed Putin's ass. Can if, I jump in on this? Yeah, yeah, if Ronald Reagan isn't spinning in his grave, I don't know who is. I, I, I want to jump in on this because I no. agree with what Joe was saying. I really do. But you know what? Most of America didn't pay attention to those traitors. Nope. They were busy looking at that woman. And it's it's really interesting because I, I don't see a lot of backlash against this woman on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they know who she is. But it's, it's not like... So I agree with Joe about these, these stupid senators. But <clears throat> on July 4th, most Americans saw her and saw that she was representing the fact that there is something really wrong in this country. Yes. And I, 
I kind of want to, I kind of, I'm not trying to negate you, Joe, at all. No. But I, I, I kind of want to just, I want to relish in the fact that we are forever going to have an image of this woman sitting in the creases of, of you know, her, her feet, Lady Liberty's feet, right? Yeah. And most Americans didn't know that we had a whole bunch of senators who went over to fucking Russia. No, but I think it. But my point isn't that who knew about it. My point is that they did it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And and uh, you know I I think this is important. Uh, I think both things are important, but I think Joe's right. They should have been given. They they should have said this is what is happening in our country right now. This legal immigrant, you know, in using conservative terms, this immigrant, this American citizen who immigrated from the Congo is protesting the treatment of children, human children. No child should ever be considered illegal. Meanwhile, all the illegal shit that's going on with the Trump cult, they're going over to Russia to pave the way to sell out our country even more. But, you know... The big concern, the big danger, the big danger of these, they're these little kids. We got to put them in kitty prison, you know? So they, they, I, I agree. I, I think the two should have been juxtaposed. You know, yeah. I, I, I think the, the, the press really missed that. Absolutely. Yeah, because this, this, this woman climbing the Statue of Liberty story has been forgotten about. It's only been what two days 40 less than 48 hours yeah yeah wednesday but what a contrast in patriotism yeah a, a real patriot showing what she cared about her country and mm-hmm. traitors caving in to the whims of a dictator in the united states and a dictator I mean, in russia and, and kissing the ass of a dictator in Russia yeah. on behalf of the dictator in the United States. Yeah. His handler. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, it it, 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 it it was quite a contrast on, on the 4th of July. Maybe maybe there was a civil war. It was a civil war for patriotism. But, yes. uh, you know, but my, 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 you know, he's against chain migration. I'm here because of chain migration. Yeah, all my grandparents, all four of my grandparents, walked under those same feet that she was climbing up. And, they and all walked under there. They all came through there. You know that conversation. This conversation we had on Tuesday, where we played all the the old time radio clips and everything. You know, of FDR, Jack Benny, uh, Edward R. Murrow. That actually helped me today when I was in an argument with a Trump cultist, Joe, um, there was this person attacking uh, Therese Patricia Okomu. And all these people in the, in, the, in the comment section over on Discuss, of course, you know that place, everyone. We'll never find the more <laughs> wretched hive of scum and villainy. They were all saying, go back to Africa to this woman go back to the congo you don't like america go back to the congo she's an american citizen and she is protesting a political party's actions not america so let's get that fucking straight you dumb trump cultist 
and and so this uh this, this woman by the name of um terry i think it was terry no 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 uh yeah i think it was terry i don't know uh it doesn't matter so she says well she's using black privilege which does is not a thing everyone just what? so you know She's using black privilege to avoid criticism and just telling her to go back to her own country. That's not racist at all. And if you deny that there's black privilege, you're a racist. And I said, there is no such thing as black privilege. There is white privilege that I have greatly benefited from. And, you know, I laid out the case for that. I said, telling somebody to go back to the country they came from when they are a legal citizen is absurd rude cruel and racist nobody and i and i and i said i have white privilege and nobody has ever told me to go back to germany or go back to ireland or anything like that and then i brought up the uh, the ideas that we expounded upon on on tuesday talking about the way and and i brought up uh caitlin chris brought it to our attention the other day saying that we you know we did our the conversation just didn't go that way but she talked about the treatment of asian americans and asian americans back in the day were treated as poorly if not worse than than muslims um and so i brought up the treatment of you know asian americans immigrants uh, italian american immigrants irish american immigrants and i said to her i said that's what people used to say to to my ancestors you know my 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 great grandfather by you know marriage only uh constante grossi came over and fought in world war ii he came from italy and he fought in world war ii um and you know on you know against an army that was partially consisted of his own countrymen and 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 I said, you know, the, the you know they they were treated horribly, and and I I want you know, and I don't want to repeat the mistakes of the past. And I swear to God to you guys, I got through to this person because of what we talked about on Tuesday. They said I remember my Irish and Italian and you know family members talking to me about how they were treated when they were immigrants. I got through to this person. And I said, I don't ever, and she was, you know, talking about black privilege and, and white privilege, you know, and she said, white privilege isn't a thing anymore. And I was like, white privilege is a thing. And I have benefited from it my entire life. And I still benefit from it to this day because I'm not pulled over by the cops. I'm not followed through stores by security. You know, nobody's ever judged me on my name and been like, oh, his name is funny and sounds like he's from, you know, the quote unquote ghetto or whatever, you know? So, so I actually was able to, it, it, I, f for the grace of, of God or, you know, fake God, whatever, I, I got through to this person and we had a polite conversation. All, you know, and I said, I'm, I'm not about to ever tell any group of people that I am not a part of how they should react to things that they find offensive. You know, and this and this person was telling me she was saying, well, you know, you know, you, you, oh, well, well, black people, they use racism as a shield for anything they don't like. No, that's not true. You cannot say that. You can't make a blanket statement about any group of people, you know? And, and I said, I would never, you know, 
expect to be able to tell women or LGBTQ people or, or you know, uh, anybody of any race on how they should feel in any scenario because I'm not one of them. I know my experience and I can only try my damnedest to respect everybody else's experience unless it's some kind of outlandish bullshit like Alex Jones will say about lizard people eating his balls and say, no, lizard people aren't real and you never had balls to eat. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, uh, and I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent on this, but I really got through to somebody and we ended with a civil and polite conversation. But I did use the term Trump cultist a few times. But they never seem to complain about that. <laughs> so, I don't know, Joe. I, I mean, uh, I, we, I think that was kind of a workshop we did on Tuesday without knowing it. Yeah, well, you know, and, and, the, and unfortunately, the, the, the more generations of the people who came here get away from the, the original people that came here, uh, they sort of lose... A lot of the legacy and a lot of the a lot of the connection to being an immigrant. I couldn't get. I mean, I'm older than most of you. My my grandparents I knew very well. I heard their stories. I saw the pictures of the the ship they came on. I heard what they went through, why they left their countries, and it took guts to come here. But I have to say, for all the problems that my grandparents faced in coming here they came here voluntarily and I no, I can't speak to the African American uh, experience because they did not come here voluntarily you know they were not immigrants you unless, know, well were, yes unless it's so like I can't, to, I can't yeah. I, unless it's I, like I, Therese Patricia Okomu you know or Barack Hussein Obama Sr. Who did come here? Right. You know, right? But right. you know, I, I, I'm talking more more of the descendants yeah. of slaves. Gotcha. You know, I, I I don't know that experience. You know, I don't know, and 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 it was very I, I from what I've read, I, it's it was similar for Asian Americans coming here to build railroads, more or less against their will. They were they were slaves. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, so um, the experience of white. Europeans coming here, although it was difficult, although it was a challenge, although it took a great deal of courage, worked out sure, a lot better. It, it worked out better for them than it did for for African Americans, for Asian Americans, who, in many, in, in the case of all African, most African Americans, it was against their will, mm-hmm. and and Asian Americans uh, against their will, used as as uh, you know forced labor. So, um, yeah, but 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 it, it it it's a shame that generations are getting, or maybe it isn't. I don't know. I guess it depends on your perspective. Uh, that that we're getting away from get, being in touch with having real contact with people who came here on a whim that just the the streets were paved in gold and I I could make a life there. Yeah, you know, and and. Um, but I experienced it firsthand, and and um, I'll, it's something I'll never forget, or let anybody forget what it's like to leave your country of birth 
for an adventure you that you don't know how is going to turn out. Yeah, and and that was my my whole um, point to this this individual that I was talking to was why repeat the same mistakes of the past? You know why why treat the the immigrant from the Congo the way people were treated? You know, when, you know, like you said, Joe, the slurs they used to, you know, the, the, the Irish and mm-hmm. the Italians used to exchange. Oh, go back mm-hmm. to where you came from. We were here first kind of stuff. We're all immigrants unless you're Native American, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and it's like, I understand that things change over time, but there are motifs and themes of uh, that happen in history that are constantly repeated. And I refuse I refuse to, you know, repeat the mistakes of the past or or be on the wrong side of history. I'm not going to do it. I just won't. So uh, we only have a couple minutes left. We're actually running a little over. But, um, Bobber, um, you want to jump in on this? I no. It's it. I um. You you kind of had they had a, had quite the rant going there. And, yeah, I did. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's no, it's all right. I'm, I'll, I'll just wait till the next segment. All right. Well, we'll we'll be, we'll be talking to Alex Jones when we come back. So if, if you got something Woo-hoo. to say, you might want to. <laughs> um, no, I'm good. All right. No, I, I mean, the thing is, it's my, my ancestors. They came here like anywhere from the early 1600s to the the mid 1800s, and uh, so I don't really have, you know, my my experience yeah. from that is is is. is same, I don't really have much to add for that. It's the same as mine, you know, when you talk about the, the, the pickle cybers in my family. You know, it's like, if it wasn't for, again, Constante, my great-grandfather, again, by marriage, I don't think I'm Italian at all. You know, it, it, I, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, that my, you know, great-grandmother Bertha uh, married him, my dad's grandmother. Um, You know, to have that um tiny little slice of the you know immigrant experience uh, again uh, came here and fought fascists and and it's it's fascinating and uh just warms my heart you know um but uh but uh, but bob yeah i totally get it you know it, it, it's like and you know the privilege you know the privilege of that of being in this country nobody's ever said you know go back to you know or german are you german or I'm English. probably about 50, I'm fifty percent British, forty percent German, and ten percent other. See, there you go. So yeah, nobody ever it said to you, go back to wherever you came from. Um, I'm and, well, well, actually, you know, when I when I moved to the South, they kind of wanted me to go back to New York. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> That's Rain. A really good point. <laughs> Rain, you you get the the final thought on this before we get a break. I'm all German. I really am all German. I, 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 there's so much that we could talk about, but I, I'm very mixed about all of it. My, I, I've said this before. My great grandfather kind of brought my late aunts and uncles and my grandmother over here secretly, illegally. So, I, it's a long story. I can't go well, into it. And, and that's the thing. That's another thing too. And I'll just make a quick comment on this. Tell me. Tell me all of our ancestors who entered this country 
a hundred, you know, what we'll, we'll say, seventy Legally. years ago, a hundred years when? ago, one hundred and fifty, two hundred, three hundred years you. ago. Yeah, te- well, no, I'm not three hundred, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, tell me, over the last two hundred and forty years, we've had everybody's ancestor who, you know, who's on this show, who's listening to the show, who hates this show and would never listen to this show and supports Trump and, you know, is a Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever. Tell me with 100% certainty that every one of your ancestors came to this country, quote unquote, legally. And well, then quite we, honest we can have the conversation. I, I really, I want to put this out there. We need to go back into history and find out when this country decided what is legal and what's not. And I I think that you're going to find some racism. Oh, most certainly. One thing that will never change throughout the, the course of history, though, is the human condition and the human experience. And when people are being oppressed and hurt and harmed that they will seek asylum in a safer place and to reduce them to just a term an ugly term like illegal alien is uh you're the alien because you're denying their humanity so um, yeah we're in a really dark place here in this country yep agreed we are really really honest to god turning away people who are seeking asylum children in the country that says here's the statue of liberty mm-hmm. give me your tired your poor and, oh, we're in a really bad place we anyway, are yay all right. Break, right all right we'll come back and we'll find out what alex jones thinks about uh the civil <laughs> war part two that never happened and mad libs will end on a funny don't worry we'll be right back with lots more turn up the night right after this Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. Lovers into 
to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you play with laser swords. That they're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. Uh, oh, by the way, I pl- accidentally played the wrong version of True of Destroyed uh, there. That was actually the version of True of Destroyed with our old bass player, and that was also the version of True of Destroyed uh, that we decided to fire our old bass player. <laughs> Because uh, if you are a musician and you go back and listen, there is a lot of bass slop going on. And, of course, when we fired <laughs> our old bass player, then our keyboardist uh, quit on us, and then Hairwolf became a three-piece. Um, and that's why the version I normally play doesn't have keyboards on it. So, anyway, a little bit of Hairwolf trivia there for you. Uh, so, uh, anywho... Uh, welcome back to the program. And um, everybody... It was a stunning success. Uh, uh, Civil War Two, Electric Boogaloo, on uh, on uh, you know <laughs> the Fourth of July. We uh, you know our armies uh, we clashed on multiple fronts with the Trump cult. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, and um, and Alex Jones is here to uh, tell us about what happened here. to get me the strength and the words to unlock the spirit of humanity with a huge awakening to bring these people down forever and to bind them for hell. By the power of Grayskull. I am the power! 
Dismiss you with pleasure. <laughs> He's so such a creep. <laughs> so, just so everybody knows, Alex Jones has Jones has grown a beard. What? Yeah, he's grown. A, he's grown a beard. Um, probably After the Stanley Cup. Really? Uh, yeah. He, he, he's bearded now. It's 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 very nice. Uh, <laughs> he, he can just cut off his pubes and glue them to his face. Yeah, I, I think maybe smear some uh, Elmer's glue on his face, and somebody blew flocking at him. Um, okay, that is so gross, guys. <laughs> uh, it, who? Ooh, it's Alex yeah. Jones. That, it's got to be gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll buzz Bobber for that <laughs> twice. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Alex Jones, uh, he has his own. He he was cruising around in his car. Some crappy <laughs> looking mir- miracle girl. Yeah, he's he, yeah miracle children probably. Yeah, probably probably had a, had a free candy sign. Uh, many folk people are saying there was a free candy sign on the side of his car. Uh, free free ma- what is it? Uh, ultra male vitality or whatever it's called. God, uh, Jesus, yeah. yeah, selling snake are oil. Same, are, are those the same shakes that um, what was it? Pat Robertson was selling. Uh, I think it's the same shakes Grimace was selling. Uh, Jim so. Baker. Jim Baker is the... Oh, Jim Baker. Yeah, food buckets. <laughs> food buckets. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. So good. Did you ever see the food bucket episode of uh, Good Mythical Morning, Joe? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, all right. All right. I just want to make sure. So anyway, so Alex Jones, uh, he, he's... Um, this is his, what he had to say after this. It's a long clip, but I'll pause it partway through. All these conservative movie stars had their, like James Woods, had their uh, managers fire them on July 4th saying the war starts now, basically. Okay, I'm going to pause it right now. All of these conservative wow. stars, like James Woods, only, yeah, Jam- thank o- you. only James Woods. <laughs> yeah, only. Yeah, right. Only. All of only these all of them. conservative celebrities like james woods all of them being james woods (laughs) (laughs) right you know he was fired by his management not because of anything racist or sexist he said but simply simply because he was just a conservative praying to jesus (laughs) (laughs) but they they fight but they fired him 700 times so it was all of them oh oh oh, uh, yeah so (laughs) who says who (laughs) all of them (laughs) all of them (laughs) yeah so so again who uh how many of uh the conservative celebrities got fired all of them yes all of them um so yeah so he's lying right there or maybe uh, one of them yeah, all all one of them were were fired. So, um, so yeah, dropped by his agent. So he can go find another agent. Yeah, he wasn't fired. No, so, he wasn't fired, and the fact he was that dropped. He was dropped on his head, and he only had one brain cell left. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, doesn't the, the agent works for this for the actor, not the other way around? Yes. Right. Yeah. Fact that the agent said, "Yeah, I, I don't go. want 
I, I don't want to represent like, you anymore. It's more like I quit, not not you're fired. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and living on Long Island would like to remind everyone, uh, James Woods likes his girls underage. That's right. Yes. Just ask... Um, oh, Jimmy what's... Lee Lewis. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry oh, no, Lee no, no, Lewis. no. No, uh, What's David Cross's wife. What's her name? Uh, David Cross has been in deep shit lately, too, by the way. Um, why can't oh. I remember her name uh she's a she's um a big um uh she was in sisterhood of the traveling pants uh her, her dad was in twin peaks um oh what is her name um Blonde girl eh, yeah uh she she's a big part of uh, uh never again and um um oh god why can't cat where are you help me uh amber tamblin come on cat <laughs> Amber Tamblin. Oh. Yeah, right. a- Amber Russ Tamblin. Anderson. Amber Tamblin uh, uh, oh, accused James Woods. Blonde, that wasn't the blonde one. Well, but she she's uh, spoken out about uh, James Woods, um, uh, trying to get her to go party when she was underaged. Um, but anyway, so let's continue with the Alex Jones thing. So yes, so all these all these conservative celebrities, all one of them, was dropped. Uh, let's hear from the beginning. All these conservative movie stars had their, like James Woods had their. Uh, I also want to pause it there too and say James Wood <laughs> Woods really isn't a movie star anymore. He's just kind of a walk on on the fucking Family Guy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. That's him. That's it. Managers fire them on July Fourth, saying the war starts now. Basically. And I explained what? in my video that it's a demarcation line. Ah. When they look back in history and debate when did the first civil war really start, and then you, and you can debate that. Sure, sure. Over a few month period, but you know, there's there's that one particular uh, kickoff where the South attacks that you know, northern base, and then uh, with the, oh, shit. the whole thing kicks off. The point is, people have to look back later and say, what's the demarcation line, or when uh-huh. do you think? You could say we went from a cold civil war, a soft civil war, a term I've been using for a year that now even the New York Times uses, to a hot civil war. And I said, I believe in what Antifa is saying and the attacks on free speech, people getting brutally attacked in Portland and many other areas, and uh, Trump supporters getting attacked all over the place, and calls for Barron to be kidnapped and murdered and burned down ice and ice people's houses getting attacked and bricks getting thrown through windows and all that stuff that... We're going from a soft civil war, soft civil war, uh, into a hotter civil war, and I didn't harder? say that it'd be rockets and missiles and bombs and total death. I said if you historically want to look at it, I think we're going into a hotter civil war, not like North versus South lining up. All these leftist pseudo intellectual sites are like are making fun of Southerners and showing rednecks and stuff and, and sure. reenactments and going, look, Jones thinks we're about to have you know. A whole new civil war kickoff. I don't have facts to back this up. It's a but. (laughs) But. I have to tell you, that last last statement, he he just seemed like, yeah, it's going to happen. I'm not really inspired. Oh, sure, sure. You know, there's a soft civil war going on right now. We got to wait for the hard, (laughs) the hard civil war. Because right now, it's kind of a. He was like, yeah, it's going to. It's the only kind of a, civil war is going on in his pants. A flaccid. <laughs> I was going to say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, hey, you know what? Hey, you stop that right now. Because this, this, uh, this is serious. 
the demarcation line for this soft civil war was James Woods being fired by his manager, who actually really doesn't even seem like he's got it in his guts to fight this war. He was like, yes. Yeah, well, happen. I fought a war on a hot dog and hamburger, and I devoured them both. And, and you never see them again. Oh, my fucking God. It was a leftist hot dog, and I gobbled it up. Just like the lizard yeah. people when they ate my balls. Yeah, Do you think, meh. like, he, he... Does he make this shit up himself, or does he have writers? Like, he uh, fiction writers. Uh, he shit, he's like, I don't even know if I believe it. I made myself sneeze by doing the Alex Jones impression, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that's the feeling I came away with. It's like, well, so I just got to tell you right now, I've been thinking about this for a really long time. And even the New York Times has said I've been thinking about it for a really long time. And I'm going to take credit. I'm going to take credit for the New York Times because I called it a soft war and a hard war. It's not a hard war yet because. The the flames haven't been stroked enough for it to be a hard war. <laughs> no nobody about? nobody has reached around yet on that demarcation line <laughs> and and rubbed nice. and rubbed things the right way to get that war hard. The war the so war is still soft. A soft war. The war is still soft. It's war? it's the war has actually been sucked up inside my body at this point. <laughs> and there was never any balls there for the lizard people to eat, just so you know. But that's my excuse. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. That was all disgusting. I'll, I'll buzz myself. Um, so let's get let's get back to Alex Jones making excuses for why Civil War II electric boogaloo didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> it's the Army of Northern Virginia and all the rest of it. Poverty uh, leaves going to come out of retirement and ride on his white horse, and Stonewall Jackson's going to mount up. Yep. That's not what we're saying. We're saying the left is calling for violence. <clears throat> They're engaged in massive censorship. Antifa's attacking people all over the streets that go out and try to engage in it. And that's how they take my victory of predicting all this first and turning it to defeat in their own minds. But people with memories know the truth. I said over and over and over and over again that it wouldn't be a big shooting war July 4th. I said it's the escalation, I believe the demarcation line, if we don't take action, into the rage of summer through August, through September with Mueller's report right before the election. And my God. <laughs> You're so full of shit, Jones. <laughs> no banaka will cure your shit breath because of how full of shit you are. I'm sorry. I just really fucking tortured my microphone there for a second. Um, but really, what's going on is that this is my victory. Demarcation line. James Woods. Robert Lee's not rising out of the grave like they said. Because nobody actually ever said that. So, Ken, was this from today? Yes. Today or yesterday. So, oh, so, honest question. How does he feel about how the uh, Civil War went? Well, it's a soft, soft war. And I've been soft. touching I've been touching it for a while. Trying to get it to become a hard war. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but I think I drank too much ultimate male super vitality. And I think that's that's shut off the blood flow to my, my soft war. Well, that's what we I call it. The Civil War. Boom. Well, yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, you didn't. He needs to wear a war ring, you know. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, Mistress Clarissa, where are you? Uh, so <laughs> um, yeah. Demarcation line. That's what I call my taint. <laughs> uh, i will buzz and give myself a rim shot not a rim job alex jones a rim shot calm down and you avoided the, the word penis right there see i did don't say penis in this house seriously don't say it kenny pig doesn't like it on a show you gotta call it your war soft war or hard war <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, so that's how it went down, everybody. Yeah, that's neat, isn't it? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? So uh, he won't make any excuse to make uh, uh, to, to, to validate some dumb bullshit he said. We won unbelievable. the Civil War. The Second Civil War, we won it. We, we did, did, we did. And, you know, the, but James Woods, that was a demarcation line. Fuck. I'm going to call my taint James Woods from now on, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my James Woods! Ow! So <laughs> that, that's my James Woods right there. Look at it. Oh, I got a James Woody. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh no, nobody, nobody's gonna have that going on. That's no that's, uh, James Woodies. No, yeah, no. Yeah. I got a buzzer. Ooh, yeah. So, uh, we're, three, we're three for three buzzers. The three yeah, boys got buzzers everybody. tonight. We did. We did. All the boys got buzzers, all y'all. So, anyway, we got to get to Mad Libs (laughs) desperately. (laughs) Um, So, Alex Jones, uh, have fun with your soft war. So soft. (laughs) Are we talking about soft war or soft wood? Uh, Well, James Wood would be the, you know, the demarcation line. (laughs) It's the demarcation line. Between your hibby babby and your hooby hoob. <laughs> Taint misbehaving. Uh, uh, all right. Let's, America, how yeah. are you? What, yeah, they, where do they come from? These shows just get worse and worse towards the end of the uh, you know end of the the show. It's it's amazing. Anyway, uh, we're gonna try not to go over too long. Here's Mad Libs, folks. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. Oh, God bless Matt Libs. All right, here we go. Let's go alphabetical. Bobber, I need the name of a female Trump cultist. Female Trump cultist. Uh, or conservative. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Okay, so K-A-C, my favorite abbreviation, CAC. Uh, <laughs> Joe, I need a verb. Me? Yeah, a verb. It, oh, a verb. Um let's see. Um shat. Okay. <laughs> Rain, a type of food. A type of food. Quarter pounder. 
with wow. cheese or just a quarter pounder? Do you yeah, want quarter, quarter pounder? Switch you want well? Do you want quarter pounder with cheese or or just quarter pounder? No, Trump doesn't like cheese. Let's oh, quarter pounder. oh, he is so un-American. I thought he was the commander of cheese. <laughs> the commander of cheese. Oh my God! Look at that. We got Kellyanne Conway and Ooh. the commander of cheese there together. Um, you want to make that a dinner? <laughs> Does it? Can you make sure it has a boy toy in it? <laughs> Where's Jared? Where's Jared? Uh, so <laughs> oh, Jared's in jail, by the way. Oh, Jared's in jail. Subway, so so Jared. Is in no, jail. I meant Jared Kushner, boy, because he, oh. you know, he wanted a Happy Meal with a toy, so he said a boy toy, and then I said, "Where's Jared?" Explaining jokes, not a good thing. Um, uh, all right, uh, Bobber, another type of food. Type of food. Yeah. Um, Hog Carl. Hog Carl. Hog Carl. That's the that's the uh, rotten shark that they eat in Iceland. Ugh. Hot, is it Hot Carl? No, Harl Carl. H A R K A R L. Oh, okay. I wrote hot Carl's. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll change it. I think I, I know what you're talking about, but I might interchange. You know, they, they, they bury the shark underground for a month or so, then let it mm. rot, and then they dig it up and eat it. Yee. Nice. Isn't that, is that a, a Korean dish, too? They do that? Uh, that's No, kimchi. kimchi uh, they do that with... Um, we. They I think we lost, we lost rain. Oh, she's back. Um, I'm back. All right, uh, Joe, a type of liquid. <laughs> um, Santorum. <laughs> there I you go. I saw that one coming. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, okay, uh, rain, a color. Puce. Excellent. One letter away from puke. Uh, Bobber in exclamation. Um, fuck! <laughs> oh, maybe I should play the uh, um, what you call it? Uh, oh, why, can't, uh, why can't I think of the actor's name? Uh, Nicholas Cage Club. I'll play that for that. Uh, rain a, a silly word. No, I'm sorry. Joe, a silly word. Cuckoo. Okay. And rain, another color, please. Um, I said puce. Now I'm going to go with lime. Okay. And, um... Joe, an animal, plural. Lemurs. Okay. Uh, Bob? Uh, oh, no, shit. I screwed this up, didn't I? Uh, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll just end with Bobber. Uh, Bobber, an animal noise. An animal noise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you want the... You want the sloth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll have to cue those up. Uh, okay, Rain, uh, we'll, we'll uh, uh, do this right. Uh, we'll end with 
Yeah, animal noise from you as well. Different animal noise. Um, God, an animal noise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Ah! Ah! Which is an eagle scream. Oh, you want the you want the eagle scream? Okay. And did you hear the dogs right there? They they heard me. Ah! Okay. All right. So I'll get the eagle queued up for you. Um, and okay. So now that we're back on track, Bobber, a color. A color? Um, chartreuse. Oh. All right, Joe, you're going to love this one. A vehicle. <laughs> A clown car. There you go. <laughs> uh, rain. A type of food. I already used... Did you? Right. I'm gonna go with KFC. Okay, KFC is good. Uh, so uh, KFC. How about a KFC bucket? Why not? All right. And with um, potatoes and with gravy. Sure. <laughs> now with our famous hot gravy, Bobber, an animal. An animal. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. <clears throat> I'll go with uh, a worm. A worm it is. All right. Um, Joe, in so ad- not a mineral or vegetable. Yes. Okay. Adver- adverb, Joe. Coily. Coily. <laughs> <laughs> not curly. Coy- coily. Uh, yeah. Hey, Coily. Coily. Why I oughta. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, spread ra- out. Rain. An- spread out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> oh, what's that one? What's that classic band? Slowly I turn. <laughs> step, step by step. By step. <laughs> All right, Rain. Niagara Falls. <laughs> uh, rain, a type of liquid. Water. Okay. Um, Joe, uh, Bobber, a type of food. Oh, again. Um, yeah. The uh, Rochester garbage plate. What? <laughs> what? Look it up. Uh, I'm 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 writing it, uh, but Joe, uh, you get the same same one. Uh, another uh, type of food. Quahog. What? Quahog. Look it up. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. You never had a quahog. <clears throat> you two need to no. No. No, it's it's like a it's like a mussel. They serve okay. it on Cape Cod. Oh yeah, it's it, that's right. It's a shellfish. I forgot about that. It's, um, it's like it's almost like like a uh, clam stuffing. Okay. Oh, that's it's, gross. It's delicious. Um, rain, a letter of the uh, alphabet. What? A letter of the alphabet. R. And bobber, uh, a verb. 
Adverb spew. Okay, and Joe and adverb. Sorry, I screwed that whole order up, but no, no, I got it right actually. Adverb Joe. Commercially. Okay. All right, here we go, everyone. Quahog. Quahog. Q-U-A-H-O-G. Um, yeah, I got it. I wrote it down. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just, I'm just, you know, coaching myself for when I have to read this. So here we go. This is a, a field trip to a farm part one, everybody. Here we go. Last week, our hero teacher, our hero teacher, Miss Kellyanne Conway, took our whole naughty class on a field trip to a local farm so we could see how farmers chat. <laughs> Actually, it should be shit. Actually, how farmers shit. Um, shitted. Yeah. <laughs> that morning, we packed up our knapsacks with quarter pounders and har <laughs> har <carbol>. <laughs> <laughs> Or hot Carl's. <laughs> and uh, and th thermoses with Santorum. Oh. 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 Yeah, that on your mashed potatoes. No. Oh, no. Talk about steaming hot gravy. Now with our famous hot gravy. Oh, God. God damn it. All right. Santorum so. topping. And that's terrible. Don't put them out of hog. Centaurum with sprinkles. Uh, then we drove to the farm and met the farmer, who was a pert man wearing a puce, uh, wearing puce overalls, and a straw statue on his head. See, you know. Uh, he shook hands with me and said, um, "I'm sorry." He shook hands with me and said. Then he then he showed us uh, the big round tower called a cuckoo where he stores his pool bigots. We also uh, he also gave us a tour of his lime barn that was full of hay and dried rocks. There were stalls in the barn for horses and lemurs. So, uh, the place really smelled like it smelled unscrupulous. We met the farmer's wife, who was in the backyard of the farmhouse, feeding the chickens um, that ran around and said, ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's perfect. Don't you'll be happy to you'll be happy to know that the next Mad Lib is field trip to the farm part two. <laughs> <laughs> Many foods we eat came from some kind of peevish farm. Farmers raise cows that say and give us fresh chartreuse milk. Kids who drink lots of milk grow up fierce. The kids grow up fierce when they drink milk. Fierce. Our teachers took us out to a field where we saw a farmer driving his clown car. <laughs> he was plowing the flaccid field so that he could plant KFC buckets. <laughs> <laughs> nearby, nearby were his cornfields where the corn grew as high as a worm's eye. <laughs> That's some shitty corn. 
the farmer grinds his corn and makes a shriveled mash that he feeds to his pigs. Pigs, of course, are timey-wimey animals that eat very that eat very coyly and are shaped uh, like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> uh, pigs eat wibbly-wobbly food that consists uh, mostly of Rochester garbage plate mixed with quayhog. <laughs> I don't know what Rochester garbage plate is. It's probably like a big giant breakfast full of everything or something like that. It's it's, it's more like a late night, late yeah, uh, dr- uh, drunk hangover food. Of, yeah. Oh, there you go. And lots of, uh, lots of, <laughs> get up. Yeah, these shitty farm animals supply us with pork, shitheads, and bacon. And when they aren't lying. They roll around in water. All right. There you go. So uh, we got one last one. I, I'm going to get through this quick. We are way over time here. Uh, this is how to study, everybody. Dirty teachers always give out cool assignments. <laughs> <laughs> but as everyone... Sure they do. Yeah. But, if every, but as everyone knows, if you want to pass all your classes so you can go to a cone of silence and become president of a big international newspaper and have millions of divots in the bank, you must do your homework and study commercially. If you just sit around and spew, you won't get ahead in life. You must learn to pay attention to every corrupt thing your teacher says. Sounds like Trump University, everybody. I don't know about you, but... Trump University. Go pricks! Sounds like it to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, do not interrupt or whisper to other farts during class. <laughs> Be sure to have a nice sweaty notebook in which you can write down anything the teacher uh, says that seems globular. Then go home and memorize all of these disgusting notes. And when your teacher gives you, uh, gives a surprise quiz, you will know all of the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and we'll get an R as a grade for the class. <laughs> You'll get an R. That's a pretty low re- low grade, an R. So. Or it's a pretty high grade. Yeah, because rain starts is- with R. So, anyway, there we go. We gotta stop this nonsense. That's a good show. Very good show tonight. I'm I'm impressed with what we were able to pull out. Um, so especially the that that flaccid war. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about the size of my war, okay? It might be soft, but it ain't size that matters. What'd you do with it? Jesus Christ. That Alex Jones shit was ridiculous. But anyway, I hope everybody had a good time. He's a real jerk. Huh? And we won. We won the Second Civil War. Oh, we did. Totes. Totes. Yeah. Well, on that note, Rain, why don't you go ahead and give your parting shot? I don't have a parting shot. All right. I really don't. I don't. So you guys go. All right, Bobber, what do you got, brother? Um. Well, I hope everyone had a happy fourth. We had a, you know... Little Baghdad here in our neighborhood, like you did, with the dogs going nuts. So, oh, you know, yeah. maybe next year, 
uh, you know, think think about the dogs and the babies. Who's going to think about the children? No. You know, they, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially the furry ones because they they just go nuts. And and you know, most of these people out there shooting off fireworks are probably dog owners themselves. Like, it's all right. Just put them in the basement, and then we'll get them out tomorrow. And then their dogs kill them. Uh, but no, no. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, my cats are pretty indifferent at this point, but yeah, the mortar shit in the in the big like quarter sticks and stuff like that, that's that's nonsense. So, uh you guys did the right thing with that. And um Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Bob you did. Me, I got in that motherfucker's face. Good. Good for you. And, you know, I, I'm still kind of amazed that, you know, I said, can you just stop this? Stop this now. Oh, this is our last. And and this dude came up to me. And he said to me, you have such a sad life. <laughs> At a certain point, I, I really did. I said, fuck you. And he said to me, you're going to say that to me in front of my child? And I kind of whispered. You have such a sad <laughs> life? He's the one blowing yeah. up his paycheck in the fucking street. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was all kind of it was all kind of stupid and ridiculous. But he said, "You're gonna say fuck you in front of my child," and I, I kind of whispered to the kid, "It's like you know, you know, your father says worse than that." Oh, when you, you know guys he does. Just... Yep. Bob mm. was ready. Bob was ready to come and get me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Am I wrong, Bob? That, that's all. Oh, yeah, that's all. It. All correct. Yeah. So, <clears throat> all right, Joe, you get the the final word. What do you got? Uh, well, you and I are the agnostics in the group, I, I assume. But um, this will give you some hope that maybe there is a God. Who knows? Uh, a pride of lions ate a group of poachers after they broke into a game refuge. Oh. I saw that. <laughs> they were eaten alive by the predators sometime between Sunday night and Monday morning. No. As that, they that, entered to, to hunt rhinos. That is sweet. After the incident, authorities recovered the remains of their parts, three pairs of shoes, <laughs> <laughs> wire cutters, high-powered hunting rifles fitted with silencers, and the type of an axe that's commonly used by poachers to remove rhino horns. The bastards. Right? Well, it sounds like the lions the lions had better silencers than them. (laughs) They did. (laughs) The only parts they found was one skull and a bit of pelvis. Everything else (laughs) everything else was gone. (laughs) There was so little left that they didn't know exactly how many people were killed. We suspect three because we found three sets of shoes and three sets of gloves. (laughs) Wow. And and you'll ever you'll be forever remembered as Elvis the pelvis, you uh, one poacher. Yes. So. so go ahead and poach, you guys. Come on, have a yeah. ball. You know what, Joe? Joe, I yeah. heard that uh, Donald Trump Jr. is now really concerned because he can't get in touch with his um his pelvis. gaming person out there. In- <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> like, oh, well, <laughs> when he hears a, a a lion burp. Maybe that's him. <laughs> if, if, what happens if he burps and it smells like Don Jr. and Eric? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he should look, look at the elephants 
uh, or yeah. the, uh, the the lion's uh, droppings. I think we're, we're we're develop we're developing a new uh, segment here called Wild Kingdom with Joe Santorsa. So, yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I meow. just thought I found that so rewarding. Yeah, meow meow goodness says the thing some people will do to get horny. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate all the people. We had a lot of people tune in for the the 4th of July uh, special report from Little Baghdad. Uh, That was fun. I was just like, I got to do this. I got to stick a mic in the window and let everybody hear what it sounds like. And our cats, fortunately, have adapted. And I'm surprised I'm not hearing fireworks right now. But I guess all these low-rent assholes are, uh, you know, just continuing to let me down, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, be sure to tune in to uh, Mike Check Radio tomorrow, seven to ten p.m. Eastern. I'll be on the back half of the show, news and nerd talk, and check out all the other fine programs here. But other than that, great show to the three of you. Thanks to everybody in our chat room for hanging out. Uh, the night show will resume at eleven p.m. Eastern tonight uh, during the uh, Resistor Sisters hiatus. And uh, yeah, I got some fun stuff, and I'll take requests. Uh, so. Uh, Go over to the Night Show chat room. I'll be there in a little bit, and we'll have some fun. Nighty night. Night. Oh my God, that's the wrong show ending. That's from Mike Check Radio. <laughs> Oops. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities on behalf of the management and staff. We wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. Oh, my gosh.